<laughs> Yo, what's up, people? We're going to try things a little bit differently today. We usually do a little bit of a quick ad and then uh, go into the show. But before we start any of it, I want to tell you who tonight's guest is. Elsa Peterson is a young jumper, a young lady. She has been skydiving. Oh, man, I can't quite tell you the exact amount of time. I've known her for maybe a couple years. Uh, people come and go in the sport, so it's hard to know. But that's the point of the show, to get to know people better, to get to understand each other more and to learn more about each other. In this time of separation, coronavirus, not being around each other, blah, blah, blah. We've missed that interaction, and I really look forward to tonight sitting down with Elsa, a young lady I've really enjoyed getting to know, but to truly get to know who she is. I want to talk about her experience as a new jumper, a young jumper. I always love the perspective you new folks bring to the sport. You re-energize us. You reinvigorate us. Uh, you, you remind us of the passion that we should have for the sport. I also like the new perspective. We, we get stuck on our ways. We've been doing it this way for 20 years. Worst fucking thing we might have said. It's also sometimes valid. But new jumpers a lot of times bring new energy, new perspective, and, and, and help evolve and, and revolutionize the sport we have. I also want to talk to Elsa about being a young lady in the sport. Ladies get treated very differently in the sport for good, for bad, for however you want to look at it. I don't know. I'm not a girl. But my wife is. I've seen it. I've been around it. And I'm curious to hear Elsa's experiences about that as well. Elsa is also a graphic designer. She is her own independent designer. ElsaJosephine.com. Check her out. She does some awesome work. I've actually hired her independently to do some work for the Rating Center. She has done some clip art work for us. But also, she is a contractor to Option Studios and does a lot of her work. A lot of the jerseys you know you love from Option Studios are actually designed by Elsa, amongst some of the other designers. So looking forward to getting to know Elsa tonight. Young jumper, newer to the sport. Let's get that female perspective. Let's remember what it's like to be new. Let's talk a little bit about graphic design future and where all this sport is going with maybe marketing stuff. Speaking of marketing stuff, tonight's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Option Studios. Option Studios, you just heard me talk about Elsa, is a group of designers. For a long time, Option was just one dude, Adam Buckner, super good dude, super talented, very artistic fella. But man, it's hard to, to really expand. It's hard to bring on more business, and you only have so much time to, to, to push into into artisting these things. I'm not an artist. I can't say words. Into coming up with these ideas and to come up with these pictures. And now there's a group of, of graphic designers at Option Studios. Elsa's one of them. Sarah, I believe. Man, I get the names mixed up. I'm so sorry, Sarah, if I screwed that up. Uh, Adam Buckner is the lead designer. He is the principal. He is the founder. They do a killer job. Camille runs the office. She is a machine. She really has put the nuts and bolts behind the business structure of Option Studios. So if you're looking for awesome graphic design, if you're looking for wonderful branding it doesn't matter logos design brands it doesn't matter what you want adam can design it for you elsa depends on your flavor depends on your taste they have personalities for everything and you're going to get to know one of those artists tonight of course you're always welcome to ask them to choose an artist choose a designer if you have the flavor of one you like a little bit more or like a little bit less i'm positive they will work with you in most cases they can't always free up an artist from a current project so i uh, can't always promise that but check them out pullupchords.com is their website optionstudios.com is a current uh, website that they're they're finishing out but you can see all their work on pullupchords.com you need pull-up chords trade show banners wind socks wind blades not socks wind blades jump flags you name it they do it pullupchords.com com option studios you'll find them on instagram and facebook as well guys and gals enjoy miss elsa peterson 
I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? That's the cheapest bottle. Lady and gentleman. What is up, Mrs. Elsa Peterson? Oh, wait, hang on. I'm trying to get the right screen up. Sorry for people that are watching. There's a new tool on the desk. And that is named Nick. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Elsa Peterson? How are you doing, ma'am? Hi, friends. So, Elsa, one last thing that I wanted to start doing in, in some of these briefings Nick and I do is people get kind of caught up in like, it, it can be intimidating sitting here. We talked about the microphone, but I want to remind you of one thing. This is not an interview. I, I kind of, we get lost sometimes in interview processes. This is homies hanging out, hanging out, talking and recording a conversation. Sure. So whatever you say, however you feel, just chill, hang out, get loose. While I say that, or since I said that, let me grab a drink. Y'all talk. I'm already super loose. You know, I was, I was, hold on. So for anyone that I'm messing this up for, there's this new little <laughs> panel of buttons that control the cameras, and I'm not used to it at all. Uh, I was, as I was driving over here, noticing that I was having zero feelings about the fact that we were doing a podcast. Not like zero feelings like, yeah, I'm excited to see you. It's going to be fun. But like zero feelings of nerves. But yeah, it's like, oh, it's my second show back, and yeah, it's just like normal things. No, I feel good. Yeah. I, feel, I, don't, I don't feel like it's foreign at all. Yeah. But for someone who isn't on the show often, like yourself, I can imagine that some people feel weird about doing it. Yeah. I mean, I had no expectations. Okay, good. Now we yeah. can't let you down. That's perfect. <laughs> Remember this sign? <laughs> We're going to start okay. there. Uh, I, I'm always curious to how people feel because... Y- some people have these super high expectations, nerves, nervous, whatever. Not nervous at all, not worried at all. Mm, no. Well, I don't want to say anything stupid, but I say stupid things just in normal Same life. Same So. <laughs> yeah. If you say nothing stupid on this show, you'll be the only <laughs> one on this show probably ever to yeah. not have said something stupid. So. Totally. Elsa, uh, first of all, I want to kind of dive people into what we're doing, what we're talking about, getting people kind of where we're going. You're a new jumper. How many skydives do you have? Um, around 130. And when did you make your first jump? Uh, my sky birthday yeah. is November 4th of 2017. Um, and I started the program like two months. I think I got it done within like a couple months. Okay. We're going to come back to that in one second. So about a couple years, 130 some odd jumps, new jumper. And I really want to talk about that background for a while. We'll get into that today. Um, it means so much with that fresh perspective, but also want to get on to female skydivers. We've had female jumpers on the show talking about good experience tips, but we've only had one other young female jumper on the show, maybe two. Uh, and I want that perspective of the new young lady getting into the sport. Mm-hmm. And then really my favorite part, because the young jumper, that's cool. My favorite part is your background. You're a graphic designer. You're an artist. You've actually, I've hired you for work for the rating center and you did a killer killer job when i when i said what i wanted you did exactly what i told you to do and i'm not very good at communicating artistic thought to people yeah i work with adam a lot and i can't convey an artistic thought to adam i conveyed one to you and you you read my mind like a fucking book dope maybe it was dr (laughs) seuss um and i want to talk about that your graphic design where you've gone from there that was just the best possible response dope dope (laughs) um i want to talk about where all that went have you guys seen that dude rap dr seuss to Dr. Dre? I saw it. I didn't listen to it yet. Do the by fucking God. 
You know? No, I don't know. Is it? I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. He's like this, like kind of awkward-looking white dude too. So I, I follow like, a few like awkward-looking white dudes who I'm like. There's this one guy. His name is Harry Mack. I'm super into right now. He's a freestyle yes. rapper. Yes. He just walks around mostly like in Venice and just finds people and says, "Hey, will you just give me random words to rap about?" And then he just flows forever. That's it's it's cool. like one of my favorite things to watch right now. But there are a couple other nerdy white dudes who uh, have like good YouTube channels where one kid will pretend to be an Uber driver. One kid will call like restaurants and make these crazy orders. And uh, wait, he yeah. pretends to be an Uber driver, like picks up random people? picks up people, and then <laughs> oh he's got gosh. the beat that plays. Like you know, he has has the beat in the car. He just turns on the beat without the, the vocals, and then just goes ape shit. He doesn't pretend to be. An, he's an Uber driver. Oh, okay. I was like, and I think that might be like a the, like, <laughs> the most goofy thing you'll ever see. And this most goofy thing you'll ever see, and the guy just fucking bits, man. I mean, he, like, it's holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, Nick, I have it pulled up right here. I'm going to do We're it. Rapping Dr. Seuss to Snoop yeah. Dogg. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, super unassuming looking. Today, I'll be rapping Fucks and Socks by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Ban me, Facebook. Go fuck yourself. This is great already. Yeah, if they pull us down, I'll just, if, if for some reason the show stops going, I'll start a new one. Dude, and this shit right there is actually the lyrics, the words in the book. That's he's constantly amazing. showing the book uh, as he's rapping. Look up Dr. Seuss raps over Dr. Dre beats. The dude yeah, is West Yeah, Hank. it looks like a... Right? Chubby British fella. Super unassuming. It's like, wow, okay. Dude, that I was actually sh- really good. Straight, like while I work, I have all these monitors for the show, so I use them for work as, and stuff. And the one monitor, Hello, I stream. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I found him. That's what's. Um, I will just stream shit, and I put a playlist of him rapping Dr. Seuss one day. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> really cool shit. I want to talk about your back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just just trying to find him to share with the world. Here. Yeah, share with the world. We uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your graphic design and background. So let's go back to that first jump. 1997 November, you made your first skydive. 1997. 19. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> I went to. <laughs> what year were you born? <laughs> Not 1997. I bet you 90. We've talked about this. Hold on, let me mm. do, don't 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 hold on. Let me let me get a number in my head before you skew my bias. You're so I'm going to say or I got a number in my head. He know, he knows. I but should he know. Like he knows but he doesn't. <laughs> I feel like I guessed you were twenty four. Yes. And you were older than that. Yes. And that was like two or three years ago. So <sighs> shit. Are you like twenty eight? I'm saying you're thirty. Shout out. I'm thirty. Yeah. I wa- I got it right. All right yeah. You got it. Yes, I just know you're 30 because when I first met you, you look like a child. <laughs> you look all, like a child. All love and respect. I, I if Go I home, shave, I still look like a child. And you've got that baby face. And when I found out you were older, I'm like, yeah, you're gonna Hopefully love your face when continues. you're 40. Yeah, like I just keep looking younger. Live healthy. Live a good life. Yeah. Li- li- live a uh, proper life. Mm-hmm. Party. Enjoy yourself some, but but live a healthy and live a respectful. Look at Valerie. Mm-hmm. She's taking care of herself. She's earned that. Mm-hmm. She's 53. Yeah. I don't think you're <laughs> supposed to publicly announce your wife's age. She's also not 53. Yeah, I, was so. saying, yeah. I was like, no, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I'm 46 good, good husband right and she's younger than me. 
Yes. <clears throat> and I, I did not Why do my first tandem in 1997. 2017. <laughs> I'm glad we came around to that. One of us is going to keep the show on track. <laughs> so t- in 2017, what inspired that first jump? Yeah, so actually that was my second tandem. My first tandem was a like a birthday present or something yeah. um, like in 2014 or 15. And it was one of those experiences where I was like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. You know, it was kind of like a roller coaster ride. That's like how I would equate it to because it was just kind of like out of this world, you know, and you know, then I went home and I was like, I got to do that again, but it didn't really like hook me. Um, then I went by myself in 2017, just, I needed to do something crazy by myself. And that was my thing that I was going to do. And while I was waiting for my tandem, actually, uh, Chuck Akers comes over. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, Hey, uh, you know, you should get into the program, you know? And you know, he put planted that little seed, and I was just like, yeah, you know, that's, and so I went on my tandem and, uh, yeah, then I was like, I have to do this like by myself. I have to not have somebody strapped to my back. So, man, so many good bits of information come out of that experience. First of all, Chuck Akers is a great ambassador to the sport. He oh, really yeah. does a good job of that stuff. I mean, we'll mock him every day at the DZ because if there is a weather hold and there are tandems around, bet money guaranteed Chuck Akers is schmoozing them. Mm -hmm. And as much as people mock him for it, here's my statement. Tandem instructors, videographers, and AFF instructors, why the fuck aren't you doing it, man? They're your paycheck. They're your money. They're your people. They're your future best friends. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll joke and mock that he does it, but man, that, that's what we should be doing. For sure. For I'm sure. like, Chuck, you're the one who put the seat in my head. You're the one. <laughs> Good job, Chuck Akers. Yeah. Man, I've been asked about having Chuck on the show more than once, <clears throat> and I've actually never approached it, partially because I know he wakes up at 3 in the morning to do his radio show. And I've just never really thought much about our, our time fetch schedules don't fit. And Nick, we'll talk later about this, but I'm considering uh, asking him about being on the show and doing a mid-afternoon session while we have COVID keeping o- us shut down. Only if we call it Afternoon Delight. Afternoon right. Delight. Uh, then maybe I'm willing. What's up, mm-hmm. Chuck, with Afternoon Delight? <laughs> <laughs> afternoon Delight with What's Up, Chuck? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Um, that first jump, where was it at? Spaceland? Mm-hmm. And the second jump, I love the fact that you did it by yourself. Yeah, I didn't go with anybody. You know, the first one I went with an ex-boyfriend and it was a birthday present, you know, and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, going by myself was like a completely different, like, it was very personal, you know. Yeah. How much of a distraction do you think another person, in this case a boyfriend, uh, was to the experience? Um, I don't think it was a distraction. Well... I don't know. It was kind of, it's kind of a blurred memory because it was kind of a long time ago. And like I said, it was just like an out of this world experience. A long time ago. It was ago. kind of like, yeah. A long time, <laughs> like three, time three ago. years ago almost? <laughs> no, 2014 was my first Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. still yeah. six years I mean, ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is a long time ago. A lot of stuff has happened. Okay? It, actually, it has because I don't remember six weeks ago, man. It feels like we've gone straight from spring to summer, winter from to summer this year. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I, I'm curious because my first jump, 20 people, legit 20 people said, we're going to all go skydive together. A yeah. bunch of friends had friends. And the month of, it was 20. Mm-hmm. The two weeks before, it was down to maybe eight. The, di- the, the week of, it was down to like three. The day of, you're the, like, where is everybody? Yeah, <laughs> it was like the day before everybody bounced and bailed. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. 
I'm doing this for me. Where mm-hmm. it sounds like your first skydive you did as a thing, the second mm-hmm. skydive you did for you. Yeah, for sure. How much more emotionally invested and connected were you in the experience then? Right. That's exactly right. I was completely there. I think, you know, my entire attention was in that moment. And when you were making the second jump, did, at what point did you know you were exploring getting a license? I mean, the community, I think, you know, that probably had a lot to do with it because I didn't have, I didn't, wasn't with somebody. I wasn't just talking with them. I was talking with all sorts of people like Chuck who came over and talked to me and stuff. And so I was really immersed in the community a lot more than my first tandem. And that definitely was a big part of why I got into the sport for sure. I love hearing that. Who, who were your first two instructors? Oh, um, first tandem was, um, describe him if you need help. What's his name? Matt, Matt Bessonette. No, um, Matthew Peterson, not Matthew Pierce. Um, not hazmat or not Matthew hazmat. Hazmat. That's Matthew. Hazmat. That's, that's Matt Bessonette. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hazmat. That's my homie. Yeah. He was really, really great. Jesus. Yeah. You just got to have it with Jesus. And he came back, um, to visit one day while I was at the DZ, you know, after I got my license and I just like ran up to him. I was like, Hey, you don't remember me, but you're my first tandem. He was like, cool. I'm like, okay, bye. Um, but then my second tandem was Leo. I really wish you had a chance to get to know Hazmat. I'm, I was his best man in his wedding. Oh, I've yeah. been in two weddings and he was one of them. And oh my God, what a, what a marvelous human being he yeah. is. I'm very attracted to introverted, uh, quiet, respectful people, like Valerie-style personality. He's like my male Valerie. Yeah. And, and so when, when Valerie and I got married, Valerie actually said, now you only have one girlfriend when Matt and I were hanging out together. So we carpooled to the DZ together for years. You know the stupid football pools we had at the DZ? I remember those pools. Those yeah. were started by him and I. We, we would come home kick it on my couch, watch ESPN, talk football the whole time on the way to the drops and we started picking games. And at some point, Matt, uh, Matt Peterson wanted to pick the games. At some point, another guy and another guy. And next thing you know, we had a bunch of football pools, picking pools, fantasy football games going. Yeah, I was confused at first. I was like, there's a football pool? Yeah, we now had, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> we had a lot of football. There was a point at that DZ that there were TVs on in the packing room and a manifest that were playing football on Sundays. Guaranteed TVs. Why that Has Matt left? No, Matt and I long before he left actually stopped watching football as closely. And I think the football community there just fell apart. They they all, everybody who watched football moved. Yeah. So that second jump, I I, I asked who your instructors were because you said you felt like you were part of the community more on your second jump. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe Hazmat could have given you that experience, but I have zero doubt Leo gave you that experience. Part of it is Leo was very new to teaching people to skydive. He still had that very fresh passion. Mm-hmm. And, and how important was his experience with you to skydiving? Oh, I mean, he was super laid back. Um, you know, I mean, super friendly and, you know, made it a really great experience. I didn't have a video that time too. So maybe that was another just like, so I was completely in it, you know, I was like not worried about a camera or, you know, the camera guy or anything. Actually, you did my first, <laughs> no, you, did. you did my first video. Is that true? Mm-hmm. 
On your on your first jump or on your second jump, you got the video the first. Time? No, my first jump. Have you been listening this whole time? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Shit, no. Hey, well, yes. some of us have social media <laughs> obligations and have been working real jobs today. Sorry to me to yell. I have been. Uh, doing no, but the I same. heard you say. On, I thought I was understanding you say on your first jump you didn't have video. No, my first. Okay, jump, first jump first with hazmat. I shot your video. Yes. Second jump, Leo, no video, more immersed in the experience. Yes, gotcha. got it. See, I just wasn't sure if I heard. The first or the second. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I was listening. But yeah, you know, so I didn't have to worry about this guy you, flying around me. So, on the second. So, I mean, you, didn't, you were distracted by my beautiful eyes. Your beauty, yeah. You uh, do have nice eyes. Well, I had sunglasses on. You know, I noticed this today when I was at uh, Chipotle, when I was picking up my food before I came over, that the thing that I like about so many people having masks on in public you get to see how pretty people people's eyeballs are. Yes, it's it's kind of neat. <clears throat> yes, there's a lot of expression in the eyes, you Indeed. know. Because like I smile a lot, and so now that I'm wearing a mask in the grocery store, like instead of passing people and smiling, I do like squ- I squint at them. Mm. You know, that's yeah. all I see. Trying to blame the Asians <laughs> subliminally? Is that what you mean? <laughs> sorry. I'm just like no, I'm smiling. sorry, DJ. I'm sorry, smiling. I live with one. All right. <laughs> I know you guys are plotting. I'm white, dude. That's all there is. I have an Asian mother. Other than that, I am a white boy. <laughs> I have two parts of me that are Asian. My mother and we won't talk about the other. I, I have noticed uh, me doing the same thing. I was trying to smile with my eyeballs know, a little bit more. Like, Maybe there's a little nod that happens. Eyebrow yeah. lifts, eyebrow shrugs. Yeah, have you guys been different. like talking to people any more than, than usual, like strangers? Yes, definitely. Or talking like louder, like they can't hear through my mask or something. I can't say yes because I've been out twice. I don't know. Where have you been out? Tell me about your two outings. I went to Hobby Lobby and picked up some paintbrushes. And I went to... Uh, where did I go the second time? Someplace. Oh, to the Lego store to buy a Mustang Lego. So you've been out oh of the house gosh, twice because you're a fucking nerd both times. That's amazing. <laughs> Where's the Lego I store? I had to go to Hobby Lobby and the Lego store. Oh, whoa, that's, whoa, whoa. that's where you're willing to risk it. I'm For so real? sorry. I went to Michael's, not Hobby <laughs> Lobby. <laughs> Oh, politically uh, correct, right? Uh, you can't support them. No, I, no, I actually don't care. I wish Hobby Lobby okay. was open on that Sunday because they have a better supply of miniature stuff. So, um, no, I just haven't had a need to go out. Uh, the Lego thing, I didn't really go out for. Uh, you know Devin Shows? Yeah. He opened a Lego store here in the Pearland Town Center. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. There's a really dope 67 Mustang Lego model that's been out for a while, and I've always wanted it. And when he bought the Lego store, opened, I'm like, well, now's a good time to buy it because buy it from a friend, right? And I just never have. And then COVID goes down, and of course, he shuts down. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, guys, we're still taking online orders, curbside delivery, blah, blah, blah. And he posts a picture of another classic car. And I'm like, yo, you got the Mustang? Because I want that. He immediately uh, responded, I'll add you to the waiting list, yada, yada. It came in. I went and got it. Um, and man, it, it's... It's so crazy because people say support local business, but yet you ask your friends for a discount, right? Why do you support local business? To support them completely, right? Right? You're a local business. You're a small (laughs) business owner. And we're going to eventually get to this. Let's get there right now. You're a graphic designer. Freelance, I I hired you. Um, And I offered you a couple different pay options Mm -hmm. um, because some people like to barter for courses. Some people like straight money. But from there, I didn't negotiate a cost. Mm -hmm. You gave me a price, which, by the way, was a very fair price. I really appreciated it. Um, And and, and I paid it. Like, 
dude, you're supporting your friend. You're not stealing money from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I went to Devin. I did not ask for a discount. I didn't ask for a special price. I guarantee I could have got it cheaper on Amazon mm-hmm. by maybe 10 bucks. Fucking, I'll give my homie $10. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went and picked up a nerd car. Thank you. Yeah. Dude. I love Legos. I, I love Legos. So. I had no clue what they were. <laughs> Legos are little box you build stuff with. I didn't know they're, Legos they're were like, great. they're, they're, Heath and Paula, you don't know Heath and Paula. No. I know Heath and Paula. Tell me the Have story. Have you been to their house um, with the, all their Lego stuff? Gosh. They had a Simpson store. They had a, so. a Pooh Simpson store, the Quickie Mart. Um, they had, I think it was the Quickie Mart. They have a roller coaster working like you crank a handle, it pulls the car up, and then it runs this whole trail uh, track. They, it, It's unbelievable what Legos are today. So I had no clue what yeah. they have you no they're fantastic and especially when like sets are great and everything but if you have like so much you know so many legos and then you can just build whatever you want to that was my favorite part yeah i'm i have a worry because nick makes fun of me of, for being a nerd and we talked about i forget what recently he goes oh you'll nerd out on it whatever it is and that's my fear with buying the stupid lego car is there is like a 700 piece or 7000 piece millennium falcon i want but i am not spending 750 bucks on a lego set i don't think nerd is like a total pejorative i don't think it's like a totally negative term like oh, nerd no. just means like hey yeah you're obsessed with that thing no. mm-hmm. and you're a dork i mean you could be a cool nerd uh, dude could I, be yes exactly <laughs> no yeah. for sure could be uh, no i do not take any insult to dork nerd geek because i'm all of the above yeah I mean, it's straight up. Me too, up. though. Yeah. So. I love it. <laughs> so your first jump, no, I'm watching Nick with his short arms trying to get to everything, man. That was a problem with my short legs. <laughs> you little fucking short limbed T-Rex. I my legs or my feet are going to go to sleep. Oh, that's a recliner. <laughs> There's a handle on your right side. Oh, okay. Pop up those legs. So you made your first jump. You felt like more a, a bigger part of the community. And I, and I want to go back to that emphasis because I, I say come for the skydive, stay for the skydivers. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that experience of the community that got you hooked more than anything. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I've always been in sports. Um, you know, I played. Get that closer to your face. Oh, that's right. Um, I've always been in sports. I've played softball and soccer and tennis and all of the above. Um, but skydiving is one of those sports that I think because I'm an independent person as well as I like community and camaraderie um that just like really brought me to it because individually I had to show up and do the things and work hard and there was I didn't have a you know team or a coach to you know keep me accountable I was accountable for myself and then the community was there and you know the people to jump with were there and that was, you know, bonus, you know, besides me wanting to excel in the sport, there was people who were just fantastic all around me. So you're really more for self-fulfillment. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, definitely the skydiving was for me. You know, I went into it with that mentality and... I definitely stuck around for the people. So my first jump, I knew I wanted to get a license, but I knew I also, like, anytime I know I want to do something, I'll step back and say, let me do it once, and then make my decision based off of that. And I have several times pulled back and said, I was wrong, no thank you. And several times I've continued skydiving for 23 years. 
And after the first jump, I said, I got to come back right away. And I came back two weeks later, if I remember right. Um, and I made that second jump. And, and it was that, that was the, I'm going to immerse myself even more because now I have an expectation. Now I have an understanding. And then I got done. And I said that moment, I'm like, man, I got to come back. I looked at my finances, my budget, my travel. It was right before uh, the holidays. It was right before uh, I did my first jump in August. So um, I, I was like, man, I got to travel. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I'm going to come back at the beginning of next year, right after the holiday travel stuff and get at it. When did you hit that moment that I'm going to come back and get my license and finish this process? It was like immediately. Yeah, yeah it was. And <laughs> I wasn't as smart as you. And I just was like, you know what? It, I'm going to do whatever it takes to do this. Like I have to strap a rig on my back and jump out of a plane by myself. I was just like in it and, <laughs> you know, maxed out my credit card. No, I'm just kidding. I did, I did put a bunch of stuff <laughs> on my credit card. <laughs> I, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Don't did max it out, it. but yeah. It was definitely like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. This is going to happen. The sport destroyed my credit. Oh, no. For sure, like destroyed my credit. I actually cut up every credit card I own. <laughs> I wouldn't acquire any more debt. <laughs> it took me eight years to get out of all that debt without incurring any more debt. No, the yeah. sport fucked my life. I yeah, I've I heard that made. a couple of times. You know, like, yeah. just put it on a credit card and don't worry about it. It's like, ah, I can't do that. <laughs> no, horrible <laughs> advice. Absolutely horrible advice. Yeah. Um, but do it. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah. Uh, you, after your second jump, when did you take your class? When did you go to your first jump course? Um, <clears throat> I think it was like on a Sunday, you know, whenever you guys hold it. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was like within the le- next like couple weeks. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. It was like real, because I had just like dreams about it and just that just psyched energy, you know, I was just like, this has ha- has to happen. Did you do any research into skydiving before the class? Yeah, for sure. It was one of those, like, I don't know enough about skydiving, so I don't know how safe it is. And so that was my main, like, research was the safety. Um, and I found out real quickly that it was very safe. So I was just like, well, where did you find this. the safety information? Where did you research it? Like, I know where to find it, but as an unknown. I don't really remember. Um, yeah, I just Googled. It was morely, mostly like statistics and, you know. Because I remember that whenever I was leaving, um, you know, somebody in Manifest was like, or no, I think it even was like Leo or maybe even like Matt Peterson or something like, you know, you're the most dangerous part of your day is driving home, you know? And so that like kind of stuck with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look some statistics up just, you know, to know. I really struggle with that statement, not because it is or isn't true and not because I don't do or don't like it. One of my, oh man, he's such a good friend to me, a guy named Dennis Anderson, said that to every single student on the way home, every every single one. Dennis mm-hmm. is like 20 days older than my father, literally 20 days older than my father. Uh, we lived in RV side by side on drop zones for almost 10 years. We lived on different drop zones for one year in the middle of all of that. Uh, Dennis, just super good dude, he died on the way to the drop zone. In a car accident. Mm-hmm. So I've always since then struggled with a statement. Not because it's... Oh, uh, like bad juju or something? No, man. It just reminds me of Dennis oh. and I get a little sad. Mm-hmm. Right behind... I'm going to throw out a little trivia. Right behind you is a clock. See that clock set to 811? Mm-hmm. That is not set to any random time. He died on 811. Oh. That is a clock I got from him. Mm-hmm. So it stays not at a time. It's the date. 
August. I had to do the math. Did you see me doing the fingers? Yeah. <laughs> On August uh, 11th, uh, 2000, and I forget what year now. Damn. So. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. But, I mean, it, it's because we're in the car a lot, right? And so the statistics go up, or, or you know, because we're just in the car so much. If I documented every skydive, every drive I've made and compared the number of drives I made to the number of skydives I have, I probably have way more drives and skydives. And then most of those drives last significantly longer than ultimately a very short skydive. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fully <coughs> fair statistic, but at the same time, it's, I do believe skydiving can be safer. Mm-hmm. Can be. Um, I think the approach, the mindset, Mm-hmm. the the gear they all make a difference what as you started learning tell me about your mindset in the learning process what were you investing in emotionally knowledge commitment um i think there was just a lot of new information um so i think <clears throat> i was just trying to absorb as much as possible um you know because i think i've heard you and others talk about it before where you learn so much in a very short period of time um, and then you really whenever you have that situation arise you know later on hundreds of jumps later then it really sinks in then you're like oh okay now it makes more sense so you know I had that kind of experience Mm -hmm. um, for sure where you know jumps and jumps later after I've learned it then I'm like oh it all makes sense now um, you know, because it takes a little faith. Yeah, because you know, I can I can read or hear something, but I'm definitely one to learn from doing. It, that's sure. unfortunate. I think most of us learn best by an experience. Mm-hmm. It, it and here's the problem we see in the sport is in reality, it takes a little bit of knowledge to gain a little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of experience to gain a little bit more knowledge, and it takes a whole fuckload of any of that to understand anything of what you're doing. Yeah. And most people don't have the patience for either gaining the experience or gaining the knowledge. They either balance really good at one or the other, and, and they don't get fulfilled in the sport. I think that's why most people leave the sport. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people where you know, even the guys that were in my ground course, neither of them continued. You know, So definitely, I can see where people could get frustrated. Yeah. It's so funny. Have you heard anybody who's newer? Uh, you hang out with more newer jumpers than I do, probably, mm-hmm. who say, I, I'm bored. Mm-mm. No? Yeah. You'd be amazed at the number of jumpers who quit because they're bored. Um, I, the number of people who say, I've learned all there is to learn, so I'm done. And it's like, man, you... Because that's the opposite. That I, f- I feel like this sport, over all the other sports I've ever done... I can keep learning. Like there's always another discipline I can, you know, I'm not even close to even like <clears throat> moving on to another discipline, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a very strong belly flyer. It, it's not by choice. It's not by desire. As far as like, I, if, if I could get paid money to free fly nonstop, Oh my gosh. What, what are you, what magic are you talking about? Um, but and I'm sure I actually could get to that point. Our, our good buddy Tex does that, man. He, he he's worked very hard. Blessed is is a word. When I say blessed, people who are blessed, blessed earn it. You know, although it's not what everybody always means. In my in my book, blessed is an earned thing, and Tex is very blessed with what the what he does. Um, but man, I'm I'm a good belly flyer. But man, I can't touch what Nick can do free flying. And Nick, in my eyes, is a 
shredder. But Nick is a chump in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the the I appreciate the comment. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I push away a lot of comments and some people or compliments rather, and people feel like I'm being an asshole and not accepting their compliment. I appreciate that you're trying to compliment me, but the problem is I know people who are really great at flying and I know how I stack up to them. So you're nice, but you're wrong. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you've learned to say it that way. Um, I've never been bothered by your argument. You and I can get very combative with each other, and I don't think we actually care. I'll punch you in the mouth. He hung up on me yesterday like an asshole. He was a little dick. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen. You couldn't hear me yesterday when I started telling you about that stream deck I got oh, all excited Oh, I was about. sure you would hung up. No, you were fucking with me. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. I thought you would hung up. I thought you were fucking with me because you're like, oh, no, I can't hear you. Oh, DJ, where are you? Can I? No, I mean, <laughs> when, when I don't hear someone on the other end, I start entertaining myself i guess until i decide to hang up but yeah i was sure i was sure you were gone i didn't understand the last word that you said and it could have been bye it could have been peace it could have been anything but i knew that i wasn't hearing any more words so i quit being on the phone um but uh, okay i thought you you weren't fucking with me then i uh (laughs) no that's a fucking great idea i'm gonna do that next time i don't want to be on the phone with someone oh buddy you're breaking up you break hey what's happening i can't hear you how funny would it be if I ended the show just now? Dude, it was uh well and it was so obvious that's what you were doing. And now I'm assuming really? now I'm assuming it was because you actually took your phone away from your face to see what was going on. To see if you still had a connection or something. Because oh. your voice pulled away pretty. Yeah, I was probably looking at the screen to see if the call was yeah. still happening. And yeah. I was talking shit to you and your timing was working really <laughs> well with me, with my conversation. Oh, well. I was like, don't fuck with me. He's like, oh, I'm like, dude, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, dude, you're fucking with me. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm really happy that you've lived your life from then until now thinking that I hung up on you. Right, because you were it really kinda, excited. It kind of makes me wish I would have. <laughs> uh, and when you got done, I was like, oh, you little shit. I'm going to fucking get you, man. <laughs> no, I mean, thanks for calling me out, but that's just not how that shit went down. I really couldn't hear you. <laughs> it makes the story 10 times better because I, I was I was more entertained by, like, I was irked in a phone. I'm like, Oh, what a little shit, man. I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to get him. Like, it, it was funny then. Now it's hilarious. Well, I'm glad I could yeah. unintentionally contribute to the comedy of this moment. I think it's important what you just said, though, is accept compliments. Um, uh, something I learned through leadership courses in, in, in college and in training was people say thank you a lot. People don't say you're welcome often. And, and A, Say thank you more and mean thank you more and give people a pat on the back more. People need fuel to be good. I'm positive you have a passion, Elsa, about graphic design, right? How was my response to what you did? How much did that fuel you? Uh, response to? Uh, when, I, when, I, when you gave me your work, I was like, yes, this is perfect. Thank you. Oh, right. And I was like, dope. Yeah. Dope. Dope. <laughs> dope. Where did you get the word dope? Like when you use that word, what do you think about? Um, it's her age. Dope. I was going to say, I'm like a, well, I was born in 89, but you know, I'm a 90s baby. So I think that, you know. It's an era. Yeah. Dope. Rad. Yeah. See, Sick. rad and dope are two totally different words for me. Oh, I'm not even showing your stuff on the screen as I'm going through it. I really like these pickle size powerhouse stickers. <gasps> That's my I'm, first DZ photo. Or I'm going. Uh, I'm going through stuff on the on the internet. But so when I think dope, I think hey, I'm not, we're, not, we're not talking about your website. We're talking about dope. We'll get there. Your web. Oh wait, sorry. Your website is dope. Um, it's rad. 
But I think of like Chappelle's show when I think of the word dope. I mean, I grew up with the Chappelle show. But too, you know what's yeah. funny? The movie Sister Act 2, have you seen it? Whoopi Goldberg, where she makes the kids sing in the choir? Yeah. They're saying dope in that movie, and that movie is old as shit. Dude, the word dope is old as shit. The word I mean, dope yeah. is dope. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, that, the word was dope. Dope was dope before it was before I was a kid. When I grew up, it, it goes back to like Cheech and Chong. That's dope. Yeah. But e- even today... That's you dope. were texting and you just sent me a response that said word. word. <laughs> I was like, Dude, hell yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. I use that response a lot. I don't know if you notice. It's, it is, I, I, I do notice. Yeah. I, it's, I, that's an error thing. Is word a response anymore or is that just my age? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Word. I mean, there's word. definitely Dude, a lot of up. lingo that I don't even know. Like my sister and younger generations use. Dude, do or you like people who are like just very like social media mm-hmm. like they like shorten words or like have because like, it's their fam yo and i don't know them like <laughs> what's up fam? what's up fam dude i love it yes. i've adopted that one just because oh i do I, I there are some that i like started originally saying ironically that i'll find myself using and that i don't know if it bothers me or not so you, yeah you start using them because it's kind of like a joke and then you get used to saying it what's oh. up What's up, fam? I was gaming the other day. <laughs> Yo, that like, shit is sauce. Remember Ed, glass-eyed Ed? Yeah. Dude, I've been gaming with him recently, and we were gaming with some little Welsh kid, and the fucking kid was like, look, fam. And Ed was like, fam, what? What are you talking about, <laughs> I fam? Like, I don't know what you mean. I was like, yes, I know something that Ed doesn't. He's supposed to be a cool, hip kid, and I'm an old, dumb man. I, sure, I would surely have thought he has at least heard of fam. I think it's the, he doesn't do well with accents. Like, Val doesn't do well with accents either. Yeah. And the kid, has, he's a Welsh. He was a Welsh kid. Dude, and he had a pretty decent Welsh accent. Like, you, when you hang out with Sam's family, do any of them have that heavy? Oh, so bad. How do you deal with it? You you got it? I nod a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when my my mom's my mom and Valerie are coming to terms, they they always got along. But when my mom and Valerie are together, my mom will say something, and I immediately look at Valerie, and she either looks at me, which means she didn't understand a word that came out of my mother's <laughs> mouth, mm-hmm. or she She's answers. Like, explain. Yeah. She just. Yeah. What's it you explain? And I mean, part of it is, is my mom, the more conscientious she is of having an accent, the worse it gets. You're new to her. She wants to speak clearly. She wants to make a good impression because she's been speaking English for 40 some odd years, man. I'm for 47 years now. My mom learned English through Sesame Street. I, I, she moved That's here. So I was born, raised me learning English together. So Have you heard of Muzzy? That's like another one where you can like learn different languages. Muzzy, no sex act. It's really cool. Number one language course for kids. Boom! I used to listen to or watch Muzzy, but it kind of reminds me of it? that. It's like it's like Ses- it's not Sesame Street because it's an animated thing. Okay, but it's kind of like that. There's like a big green dude that's kind of like Big Bird. Kids learn English through animated stories. Don't miss your child's window of opportunity when it's fun and easy to learn. <clears throat> and this big green guy is supposedly like an alien, and he eats clocks. I don't know. What languages oh, do they God. use? Um, it's like French and Spanish, English, you know. I want my child to learn Spanish, French, English, German, Italian, Chinese, Korean. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Yeah, we had the Spanish and German one. Did either one of you grow up with a bilingual home at all? No, but my dad's from Venezuela. Um, born in born in Venezuela, but spoke German and Spanish. And I don't know either of those. Man, I'm learning a lot about you tonight. (laughs) So your part, but your dad's not Venezuelan. He was born there. He was born there, but with German parents. And how long did he live there? He grew up there or just a couple years? Um, He was there for a good bit of his childhood, and then he went to boarding school in Germany. 
So like essentially he's just, you know, I'm just super German and Danish. Man, I want a Danish right now. Man. God, a cheese Danish, <laughs> right? That's all I think about every time you say that. Dude, oh man. What do you think of when you hear the word kolache? I mean, kolache is a Texan thing. No, so it's I mean, not. Like, no, it is not. Where did it come from? Like, what, what is a kolache? A kolache is like the cheese and the meat inside of a sweet pastry thing. It's the pastry. You've also had kolache. It's the fruit-based pastry, right? Pastry, correct? Well, no, because Texas is meat pastry. But you understand what I'm describing. Yeah. The I didn't know that was a kolache. I thought that was called something So different. Val's family, I say family, her grandparents are fops, fresh off the boat from Czechoslovakia. Oh. Not Czechoslovakia, they're from Czech. But it, they're called kolaches there? That's getting a serious uh, collector. I mean, yes, kolaches can be a lot of different things, it looks like. But yes, and it, it really like depends on the culture. Oh. Yeah, lots of fruity pastries. I did not and know And then that. lots of sausage things that look much more Texan. I used to get really annoyed by kolaches in Texas when I moved here because kolaches are not hot dogs in a bun. Right. They are not. Because I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> and now I accept that, that what Nick said, there are different versions of kolaches, yeah. but... I, I didn't know that until about 20 seconds ago. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> have gotten to a point where I enjoy some of those hot dogs on a bun, but I'm not... I don't eat... I try not to eat a lot of like carby sandwiches, meals, burgers, things like that. So when the kolaches roll through every great now and then, I'm like, I'm going to get you. So they're super good because they're a treat. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're really that good or I'm like, oh, I got, I got bread. This is good shit. Yeah. I mean, it's bread and meat. It's a good con Tell me bad combinations of well, bread and meat. I mean, it's the Hot the dog, quality. hamburger. Nope, nope. I mean, it's Reuben. the quality of meat, right? So like you could have like. I mean, is it? But is it? Dude, a hot dog is fucking awesome. You the quality me meat is shit. Greasy meat and warm bread. <laughs> Fuck. That's what I'm Dude, I can't even. I mean, it's just like a pillow. You can just you can, you can, it. You can put either like a sauce with that or something sweet. I cannot think of a combination of that that I would not eat. Yo, baby, cook me a burger. I'm tired. I'm going to need a pillow. What? Bitch, maybe some, maybe some meat bread. That's it. <laughs> a meat pillow. I need that. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't either, man. So so I, I went vegan a year and a half ago-ish, and there is a vegan bakery that has vegan tacos, I, or uh, vegan kolaches, but they're more like pupusas. They're have like you been to Cineholic? I'm going to interrupt you with something <laughs> way more important. No, but you told me about this, it's, and I still haven't gone. It's really great. Oh it's really great that yeah. it's all vegan. Yeah, I know. You told me about that, well, and I Googled it. I went there yesterday. And I almost <laughs> went... But it, they almost looked like too much. It, oh, like, they're definitely too much. <laughs> like they're obviously too much. I know. I saw the photos it's, and I was like, I you that's have so to be intimidating. In the okay, so I'm just gonna share. No, I'm not gonna share that. Sam <laughs> okay. told me yesterday, my girlfriend, that she needed a collage or not a collage. Fuck, that's in my brain. She needed a cinnamon roll. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I'm on my way home from work. And usually when I'm on my way home, I'll say, hey, is there anything I can get you on my way home? Can yeah. you stop at the store or Good whatever? Good boyfriend getting her Tra a cinnamon trying. roll. And no, she says, uh, I, I, just, I just want desserts. <laughs> and I was like, okay. like, So my healthy-ish version of a dessert is I'll get cream cheese, like organic, mm -hmm. whole fat cream cheese. Good cream cheese. Good cream cheese. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Noose. And no, I do... Like uh, jam or something i do cherries i do yeah. frozen um so you get a little bit of cherries. like the sauce yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. I, I let them thaw for a little bit pour them in the cream cheese and the sugar is low and the fat is high and it fits in my, with my diet really well so i'm mm -hmm. like oh, and we do this sometimes i did it for like two years now and then 
maybe six months ago she started trying mine. It's like, oh shit, that's good. Yeah. So now I get exactly half I as like much as I used to. I like that because it's like the sweet and savory kind of. Yeah, it's a good mix. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. So this is what I think she means when she says, I want dessert. Uh, so, oh, oh, you want me to, to do cherries when I get home? No, uh, I want Cineholic. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, they might be open. She's like, they're open. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <already left. laughs> and she's like, uh, when I got home, she's like, yeah, they deliver, but they just don't deliver here. So she had already been like researching Cineholic, already knew they were open, already oh, yeah. knew they delivered, already knew they weren't going to deliver to the house and is trying to get me to step my way into voluntary mm-hmm. to go to Cineholic. They deliver? They do. They deliver here, I'm sure. I'm positive they deliver here. Well, I mean, right. two, right miles dude, two miles away. Yeah. What do you think? Sure. Do you think we can get Cineholic here before the show's <laughs> yes. over? Dude, I would eat another one. Right? Because, oh, my like, God. I mean, just like the pile of stuff they put on top of a giant. Yeah, so you got to pick your, your I mean, flavors, right? it's like this right? big, right? Well, I mean. It's bigger than that. I, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't As think he's <laughs> ordering it on his phone. I don't think it's no, quite I'm just that saying big. that's whatever size. <laughs> I would say they're, God, I don't know, five or six inches across. It's not mm. giant. Okay. Circumference or radius? <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't measure the circumference, unfortunately. Who so did, we're talking diameter. Um, but uh, yeah, they are delicious. And you get to choose your frosting and then you get to choose your toppings. Mm. Oh, so, so it's customizable. Yeah, totally. Oh totally. And they do have some, like they have a cookie monster one that's like got yeah. cookie dough on it and blah, blah, blah. They closed but, five minutes ago. Oh, you're fucking what? with me. That's okay. I had already sent Val a message saying we're doing Cineholic tomorrow <laughs> and I got a yes. Yes. Exclamation points. Like immediately. So, but just for yes. anyone, if you go to Cineholic, which I am a go there, it's fucking great. Is if it you a have chain a, or is it just like one and it's done? It's a franchise place oh, okay. that, that was it was on Shark Tank. And there oh, there okay. I could look online if I had a computer sitting right in front of me, three of them. But uh <laughs> but I'm too busy telling you the story. So we go to Cineholic, it's possible <laughs> to fuck it up. Because all of they have a bunch of different flavors of frosting and mm. then a bunch of different flavors of toppings. So you can you can go overboard and get flavors that clash and don't work well together. Sure. So my philosophy is simple flavored mm-hmm. frosting. I'll usually do the plain cream cheese frosting. And then uh, and then I'll do two or three toppings like uh, strawberry jam and caramel. That is my fucking shit. You just mm. said magic. Sam, Sam will do... Almond frosting, which is still pretty pretty neutral. I like almonds. And then raspberries and chocolate chips also. That makes a good. lot of sense. Why am I not pulling up pictures of this yet? Yeah. Why don't you tell <clears> me? I don't know. You're sure. looking like you're getting used to that little deck pretty quickly. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, dude. It's Oh, my God, man. Nerdery. Nerdery yeah. at its finest, man. It's like, actually, I really like it. <laughs> I wonder how many times I've pulled up Cineholic on the show. <laughs> it's got to be a bunch. They should start sponsoring They you guys. should. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them. So number one, we need to get back to a dinner soon. No, soon. we got to get back to Cineholic because I've got the pictures. Hang on. Um, yeah, I can't wait to, to get some. They've got a hot model. Oh my god! That's the Cookie Monster thing. You seeing this? Oh, oh my! In my face! In yeah, my see, face. this is what I'm talking about. They all look okay. I'm gonna use decadent. <laughs> I'm gonna use the word decadent yeah, because you, I'm just like you can go crazy. Whoa! You can do too much. Look at that cinna cake. Do you see this shit? That's nine cinnamon rolls in a cake. You ever take a cinnamon Brilliant. roll, the Pillsbury dough cinnamon rolls you buy? I could see where you could fuck that up really easily. Shove Just be like, put all the ingredients waffle in Waffle iron. You cook them in a waffle iron. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's Strawberry lemonade crunch. It's got marshmallows and sprinkles, for God's sake. So this is amazing because I think, you know, being vegan, there's a lot of things people are like, oh, well, you can't have this and you can't have that. 
to have a scrumptious place like this be vegan, it's just like, see, you can. You but can you have can eat fish, things. right? No. But eggs, right? Right. You eggs, I know right? you're fucking with yeah. me. <laughs> have you seen Stephen the Vegan? No. Oh my God, Nick, do you know what I'm talking about? Stephen mm. the Vegan. I do not. Oh man, when Roy first moved here, he he showed it to me, and it's Stephen. Well, because the, I think there's a lot of questions being vegan, right? But yeah. I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of crazy vegans who are just like oh, kind of crazy and yeah. make a bad rap for us. Well, but. part of it is is people are truly ignorant of what vegan is, mm. and part of it is is I have friends who will say I'm a vegetarian. Awesome, I'll have the fish. I'm like, you're not a vegetarian. You're pescatarian. Yeah, and and that's okay. Yeah. Or I'm a vegetarian. I only eat chicken and fish. I'm like, you know, that's it's not. So I think so many people use and culturally appropriate the word vegan. That yeah. like the word vegan's been lost mm-hmm. because now it's just sounds coming out of your face hole. Yeah, well, I feel like it's more known than ever. You don't feel like that? There's I, more options than ever for sure. I think it's more known than ever, but I think people again are using it more inappropriately. So it's become a more legitimate question. Although I think it's typically asked out of just pure ignorance. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I'm a big advocate for whole food, plant-based diets. Why? Because they, with the amount of stuff that goes into, I mean, even vegetables, but meats, fish, you know, there's just so much crap in our food. Like just bottom line, there's just so much crap. So you're kind of getting the less of that crap when you're eating vegetables. And that's not whole food, plant-based just majority of what you're eating yeah eat your meat whatever but majority of your food should be plant-based what if all your meat came from truly farm-raised cattle like i mean oh i support small farms for sure so you're not are you a vegan out of first it was definitely a vanity thing it was like oh yeah you know thank you for saying that. yeah for sure at first and then you know the more i like looked into it and saw documentaries and read stuff and then it was like definitely an activist kind of standpoint yeah for sure i uh so many people i think do it more out of a vanity thing than they than they realize Mm -hmm. i'm not even saying that they're 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 uh Dude, I felt so good, though, after that first month. I was like, uh, I'm not going back to eating meat. And, and I realized how lac- lactose intolerant I was. We are just like, wow, I feel so great not eating meat and, and cheese. So, I'm really curious about the, the lactose thing because I try my best to not do a lot of dairy stuff because, A, most of the dairy I like is things I shouldn't be eating, like ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's good. I I positive. <laughs> I know I have uh, a lactose intolerance, but I think I have other allergies to stuff like it. Yeah. Um, would you eat meat if you knew, for for example, so, you only ate deer that was shot? So in I the did wild. do that. Yes, I've eaten eggs from my friend's chickens. You know that are in his backyard. I've eaten, <clears> you know, yeah, a deer that my friend shot. Um, and I ate duck sausage from a farm, um, like a farmer's market kind mm-hmm. of deal. So she had raised the ducks and fantastic sausage, but. It wasn't something that I like enjoyed necessarily. It wasn't like, oh, this is like, I want to do this more often. It was just kind of like, okay, that was good. And then I didn't like think about it again. But like if you came over tonight and we had venison steaks and you knew they were shot and the, they, they, I hunted this deer down. Sure. Would you be interested in eating it? Yeah, I'll eat a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't, it's like my tastes have definitely changed. It's always interesting to hear people's stance on why they choose to eat what they eat. And I don't think any of them are wrong everybody has their own right viewpoint, right? Um, li- live just by your own understanding. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a reasonable understanding. 
Um, and, and it's it's always interesting to hear somebody speak like you do. I'm a vegan, but I'm very open to still eating meat. Yeah, I um, think sustainability above above all. Yeah, I uh, we we've talked about it on the show on multiple occasions. I'm I'm still struggling with the idea of hunting. I want to actually go kill my own deer and try yeah. this and be through it and. And yeah, like Joe Rogan, he advocates like go sh- go shoot an elk, and then <laughs> you're gonna be living off that elk for the entire year. You know, I mean that's sustainability. Oh man, I just the idea of taking a creature's life is just it, it just it's hard for me. Well, in places like there are totally overridden, you know, the whole country or whatever you know especially around here we have to shoot in cer- certain deer because they're going to access deer <clears throat> they're going to kill the young you know so there is a population control that we're like yeah. doing and so i have a buddy who's got a really large ranch 100 plus odd acres out uh west of san antonio and uh, san antonio san, Anton. san antonio and uh <clears throat> he has to uh heard he, ha- he has to cut the herd back like no matter what he does no matter how many people he lets hunt on his property no matter how much he tries to to release some of them because he has a pen system he can release he's constantly overpopulated because axis deer just yeah yeah they fuck like bunnies they fuck like axis deers and it's really crazy to see the older deer going after the younger males you know like because they they see them as competition so they're killing the younger generation it's like super crazy you, did you grow up here in Texas? Mm-hmm. And how, what, where's all this exposure to deer knowledge? Um, from different people, from my friends and their, you know, family or other relationships, you know, okay. just being around it. Just life exposure. Yeah. So you got into skydiving. You knew you wanted to get into it. You went into debt. That's what we were talking yeah. about at some point. Went into debt. Yeah, went into <laughs> debt. When you got your license, how long, you said a couple months from beginning to end of your second jump to, to license? Yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. Were you jumping only weekends, weekdays? What was your schedule? Well, I have a nine-to-five job, so it's definitely weekends. Something yeah. I've actually never known. What is your nine-to-five job? So I work for a print company in Conroe, which is north of here, mm-hmm. uh, about an hour. Um, and that's why I can make all these awesome stickers for people, because we have a large format, you know, plotter, printer plotter, um, like that sticker he pulled up earlier that was actually my first dz sticker and then after that people were like oh you can make stickers mm. and then i've been making them since so it's it's the uh, vinyl printer that does the cut the laser everything all at once yeah it's die cut where it like follows the outline not die cut because die cut's really a die right yeah i mean like it's we call it die cut it's contour cut right yeah. so like it follows the outline it's not just a square you know, example, uh, Gravity Lab Radio logo, if I wanted a die cut, I literally would pay for a die, a metal stamp to exactly. cut out all those stickers. Yeah. And the cost of that die is actually about 70 bucks. It's not horribly right. expensive. And um, then you could keep it and then sell. Actually, it's made out of copper. So yeah. you could sell it later. I didn't know what it was made out of. Yeah. It's copper. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was steel. I, I didn't know if I clue what it was yeah. made out of. Um, where this is a laser, uh, a printer prints it and cuts it on a laser table, which is great mm-hmm. because the Braden stickers we recently got were cut the same way. Mm-hmm. You guys do UV coating with those stickers? Mm-hmm. Um, and any options, every options, right? Yeah. And you can tell because like those pickle stickers um, were not UV coated. We're not. Um, whereas like uh, the Constantine stickers I just did, yeah, yeah. did um, those were, you know, so, and I always try to, you know, recommend like, hey, you should probably get these laminated, but. You know, it does raise the price quite a bit. 
It it does, but I mean, it's not that much really. For longevity reasons, you know, if it's yeah. like some silly sticker, like you can, like whatever, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, our oils on our hands and stuff will just like take the ink right off of the vinyl. It, yeah, they they smear quick, said and done. Especially mm-hmm. if you're gonna put them on skydiving helmets, planes, mock-ups, outdoors. Mm. Like everything I get is either uh, uh, it's all some type of laminate. It's all some type of UV protected. So yeah, last forever. Like those braid the that sticker on top of the the fridge is actually one of those cut stickers. The uh, braid on, on above the just to the oh, left yeah, of yeah. yeah yeah. Why are you trying like to bring that. up more dead friends, huh? Aww. Dude, I'm respecting Braden, man. Braden is the inspiration for this show. Good. Yeah, yeah. He, he really 100% is. Um, if I had my way when the show began, it would have been Braden and I, not Nick and I. Aww. And very. He also says this about Ben Nelson, so don't, don't worry. Actually, no. No. <laughs> I don't no. know. Nick was. Ben was supposed to be my first guest. He wasn't available, so Nick worked out to be my first guest. And Braden and, wasn't available, so here I am. <laughs> and I would have never. I never pictured asking Ben to be on the show permanently, although we eventually did ask Ben to be on the show permanently. And we realized that was a mistake, so we sent him away. Fuck Ben. <laughs> um, he might be in town soon. Yeah, he's not coming on the show. I don't want to see him. Okay, we're in a fight because him and I already. <laughs> I'm just kidding. On the show no, that's fine. Yeah. I love Ben. I'm just. I'm only saying that because I love him so much. I hate him. Oh, I love trashing on Ben. He is such a good piece of shit. <laughs> um, oh man, uh, I forget where we went. You were skydiving mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere mm-hmm. along that story. Well, um, what's the name of the company that that you work for? That yeah, does the it's called Color Tech Direct. Color Tech Direct. Color Tech Direct in Conroe, Texas. Um, Cornrow, Texas. Conroe. Cornrow. <laughs> I've never been able to say anything before. What do you do there? Um, I'm the graphic designer. Okay. Yeah, it's really awesome. I mean, I get to work on all different types of projects. Like, I think. You know, kind of my like goal out of college, I was like, all right, I'm going to be in a marketing company and, you know, do this and that. But I've I have people or I have friends and marketing companies and they are assigned to different um, accounts. So they're constantly working on like the same account over and over again, whereas I work on a different project every day, which like keeps it fresh. What did you go to school for? Uh, communication design. And then I concentrated on illustration. So what's communication design? Communication design. Um, it's basically like <clears throat> conveying your message the you know the clearest way possible visually. So, yeah. No, I mean, that makes complete sense. And illustration being like the clip art you made for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I love drawing, but you know, graphic design is definitely where the demand is, and um, I can implement drawing into that, like you know, scan in a drawing and then digitize it or whatnot. But graphic design definitely is where the demand is. And you and I have talked in the past, and one of the things I know you like, and what we're going to get into this some, including with Option Studios you like, is the diversity of project. I'm not doing the mm-hmm. same gig every day over and over again. Yeah. Where, like, your, your role with the company, I can't remember the name of the company. Color Tech Direct. Color Tech Direct. Yeah, you're good. It's a lot of words, man. Color Tech Direct, man. <laughs> color Tech, just Color, color Tech. tech. <laughs> color Tech, uh, y- your job, your position with them, is that something that you see propelling your future, someplace you're going, or is that just a stepping stone for your future? Um, probably both. Yeah. Um, because I, f- I see the opportunity that I could work remotely with them, and ultimately I would really like to do that, um, you know, be able to travel, you know, be just mobile a majority of the year um and i could see where that would be a good you know potential um you know being able to work remote just because i've been working there for about five and a half years 
you know, I've kind of built my repertoire with them. Um, you know, they know my skill, so they know what kind of projects to throw me. Um, so I think both, I think, you know, I, I don't want to be working in Conroe for the rest of my life <laughs> because I mean, it's Conroe. I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. It's Conroe, but like, I just need to explore the world. Um, but also, I mean, like they're a great company to work with. They, um, you know, I've learned so much with them. So when you say explore the world and I want to come back to the, the traveling work thought process. Yeah. What do you mean by explore the world? Travel to where? See what? Um, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, it's a great answer. I know. Answer. It's a great answer. It's a great no, answer. Um, no, I mean like, so I think another reason why um, skydiving was so, um, such a draw to me was because I can see the world from a different perspective. Um, and, you know, I've, I've traveled my fair share around the United States and a couple places overseas, but um, being able to see that um, from a different point of view, I think would be fantastic. I'm also into like rock climbing and hiking and mountain biking and stuff like that. So like that's <laughs> also what I would want to do, just to go exploring. Like you know? what kind of climbing? Rock climbing, like with ropes and like harnesses. Lead climbing, trad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I climbed for a while and like Nick, we talked about earlier, I nerd out when I do something. Yeah. Um, I built a rock wall in one of my garages. Yeah. I need that right now in yeah. quarantine. Oh my God. Have you been working <laughs> from home at all, by the way, in the quarantine? A little bit, a little bit, How? but honestly, there's only, it's a small crew at Color Tech. So like we're able to kind of quarantine in the office. Yeah. Val's office is the same way. They could like there's six people in their office, and their office is by far larger than our house. Yeah, by far. So I have my own office. You know, I'm like stay over there. Yeah. But they've <laughs> all been working from home just because it's a government entity, and that's the government way. And one of the things they've come to find interesting, and their work's not shocked because they're all like Val, very focused, driven people. But they've all found that working from home is very doable for them. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of shifts. You know. Yeah. Do you think the ability to work from home has helped you see a sooner future in remote work with Color Tech? Yes and no. Just because since we're a shop where I'm able, like production is right there in the back, like I'm in the front office and production is like okay right there. I'm able to just like go back quality control, make sure that it's right, yada yada. Um, so there's that. So there would definitely have to be somebody there. Like if I were to be working freelance or you know remote, there would definitely have to be somebody there that would n- need to know like what my outcome, like what I wanted the outcome of that project to be in order to co- quality control before we give right. it to the client. So kind of. So uh, I'm going to evolve this whole conversation, but I'm going to go to the middle of it. I'm going to skip forward and back. Skydiving is something I love. When I started my job, when I started skydiving, I was able to find a way to justify to my bosses that I could work remotely at times, not always, and I would go to the DZ. In those days, I would go to the office or dial in on my phone, download the day's work, and then work remotely and just use my cell phone to call back and forth because we didn't didn't have the internet. Mm -hmm. God damn, I'm old. We didn't have the internet. Um, (laughs) Not not, not if he's not, like, you had to dial up. You still had to, like, yeah. Oh, oh I remember god. that. Yeah, yeah, you're old enough to oh my god. Yeah. Um and it was great for me to be able to still have a job where I still went to an office, but it gave me the affordability to like, hey man, there's an event going on at the DZ. I want to be at the DZ all week for the super 
cool event when Luigi Caney Lewis jumped the 46 square foot parachute. <laughs> what the? Obviously, Who he's are doing you something. Calling? Oh. Oh, yes. I remember sitting at my computer and like singing along with it because I knew like what pitches and tones it was going to do. If you don't know what the sound is, you're a child. You are a child. You are a child. Yeah. Because then you had to wait there and just be like, come on. You got mail. I'm on the internet. (laughs) Mom. My mom would give me 15 minutes a day. Yeah. On the internet. Oh, my God. Um, uh, it was so nice to be able to go to events on mm-hmm. the DZ. Is that something you see yourself trying to get to do? Where Oh, for sure. I mean, because the more exposure I have, the more people I meet, you know, it just is, it's an accumulative kind of thing. You know, the more experience, the more knowledge, you know, that whole thing. So I want to really use that as a segue or evolution into to so many of us, love whatever it is we do in life you know my my wife loves her her work she is a urban planner by by degree um so many people love their jobs and skydiving is their passion and their hobby and so many people say it would be cool if i could combine the two yeah (laughs) and ultimately most aren't easy to combine like an urban planner skydiver i don't know how that works um but graphic design skydiving you've actually already merged the two a little bit yeah elsa josephine illustrations and design did i say that right Mm Is you as a freelance artist. Mm-hmm. You also uh, work, what's your position? How would you describe your relationship with Options Studios? Um, I'm a contractor. That would make sense. That's how yeah. I would describe you. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't sure if I was saying the right words. Yeah. Um, I actually remember when they were looking into you and they said, do you know Elsa Josephine? And I'm like, yes, I've already paid her for work. I will pay her again gladly for work. Yeah, actually. So when Adam came on your show and then uh, Hank actually was the one who was like, hey, you need to listen to that episode. I think there might be a job in there for you. It's like, ooh. I was so, th- th- I, my next question, how did you break into skydiving with your career? Yeah. So keep going with that story. Yeah. Well, I mean, geez, I got so lucky because that opportunity was like right when I started skydiving. And um, like you said, like if I could work in the sport that I just fell in love with, like, of course, that's what I want to do. You know, and so you know, Adam and Camille have been like just so awesome, you know, be able to, you know, kind of bring me under their wing and, and, you know, give me projects here and there. Um, and going to PIA was fantastic. Yeah. I met so many people, you know, like right off the bat. So, so that was really cool. Have you been following the Option Studios Jersey contest at all? <laughs> they I make just, it so d- hard. Did you see this? It says, congratulations, Gravity Lab Radio. Apparently our jerseys won something today. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're on to the next step. That's what's up. Your next yeah, bracket. It definitely the voting process for Option Studios jerseys is harder than I thought. Like, I, like They put the two that I love together, and I'm yeah. like, I like both of them. They, they d- it was horrible because they pitted Gravity Lab Radio, owned by me, Aaron, a 10-day weed jumpsuit manufactory. Aaron yeah. works for me as far as uh, she works as an examiner for me. I'm sponsored by a 10-day weed jumpsuit manufacturer. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck blood battle are you trying to create, Adam? Wait, so how do you say it? Because I've been butchering it this entire time. A 10-day weed. Yeah, okay. yeah. Skyflower. Okay. Um, honestly and earnestly, I love Aaron to death, and I have much, much mad respect for Aaron. I really wish she would drop the, uh, like, she has so much heritage. She's been building jumpsuits for 16 years That's awesome. in Mexico. And her yeah. name, Atande Wee, which is very, it's Skyflower, mm-hmm. is very given in, in Spanish. But, like, man, it's, 
keep the Atande We brand going, but like rebrand a little bit for America, at least with the name. Sure, she could have the same look to the logo. Yeah, yeah. But she 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 is so committed and so uh, personally invested in Skyflower. She's stuck with that, and I, I can't oh, yeah. blame her one bit. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Because the look is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think Atande We rolls off as easy as it could. Okay, I didn't butcher it that much. I think it was like Itandahui. Itandahui. <laughs> and, and you got that from Adam and Camille. Yeah. 100%. 100% because Adam and Camille, I've had to tell them more than once it's Itandahui. Yeah, Itandahui. I like that <clears throat> sounds better though. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, man, it's so cool because the relationships I've gotten with Option Studios and my friends because Itandahui, I hooked them up with them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it sounds like we hooked you up with, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. with, with Option Studios. When you talk about Elsa Josephine and Option Studios and these things, illustrations and graphic design is who you are, but how much of it is marketing for you? I need to get better at marketing. In what ways? Um, Just like really staying on top of it. Um, You know, and that's definitely something to be able to work fully for myself. um, I certainly need to really... You know, because right now it's just word of mouth, essentially. You know, I have a Facebook page. Everyone follow me. <laughs> um, but the, other than that, like, I'm not paying for advertisements or anything like that. You know, so that's definitely something I need to ramp up. So do you think you should be paying for advertisements or do you think it's work you should be able to do yourself? Like, is the marketing something that you think you want to invest in getting better at as a company and a brand? Both. Yeah. I mean, Facebook is a wonderful way of reaching people that and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure, because it's so cheap or free. Um, otherwise, you know, I really like getting referrals by word of mouth because um, most of the time, like I'll know their like style or they, what their goals are or whatever, just because of the person who I know them through. Mm-hmm. So there is, you know, pros and cons to both. You mentioned social media in that whole atmosphere. Something that, that's really weird with me. Nick Nick mocked me a little bit ago. I make fun of you constantly. constantly. You're gonna have to be more specific. Always. And I well, <laughs> I was trying to be, but your short ass interrupted me. Well, thank you. I'm only gonna interrupt you when you try and talk now. He's, Go get fucked. He's wearing a Gravity Lab jersey that just won. On no, Instagram. that is not the one that just won. Oh no, this is the one of a kind. Lady. That is the one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, that's the one with Mr. P on it. That's DJ gets bored and designs <laughs> stupid shit. It, it, it is repping Mr. P. Yeah, Option Studio. It's like uh, did you, you saw the the Jackson Rockwell shirts? How good is? Uh, I do. I, I, I get I get a wild hair up my ass. I get bored, and I'm so amazed that COVID nineteen did not have something come out of it, shirt or jersey wise, for my mind. Um, because I like thinking of things to do. And honestly, the only reason I haven't done any of it is I don't want to try to put anything out there during COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, people are focused on recovering, on getting back to life, on doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Like financially, it's like just not a good time. People are asking. I was supposed to. I was going to release, re-release our jerseys before now. Mm. And people are still asking for them. But I'm like, I, I can't. Mr. Bubbles. Oh, God It's where the joke comes from. It right? is 100%. Yeah, 100%. Jay Vienendahl's idea was Mr. Bubbles, I believe. Old, old Jay. You, w- did you know Jay? Jay. Tall Jay. Free Flyer Super Shredder. What's his last name? Beanendahl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him like once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super good flyer, man. Uh, he, we were hanging out one night watching fights, and he, he sends me a text about Mr. P being Mr. Bubbles. And wherever I was sitting, Nick was in the room. I got up off my uh, chair, sat with 
Jay and we compared notes for a while. Eventually came up with an idea, sat back down and giggled because actually, uh, no, Ben wasn't there. Oh, I see it now. Okay. Yeah. You, you see Mr. Mr. Bubble here and, yep. then, and then my shirt? Yeah. <laughs> That's here, good. Let's do a... Let me get... And then there's the Mr. Clean song. Mr. Mr. Clean, Mr. Mr. Clean. <laughs> Did I tell you how, how that <laughs> made its so way funny. into my head? No. In Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, man. I think you have, but I can't remember shit to save my life, man. Mr. P? Mr. P? Yeah. And Mr. Bubbles, Bubbles just because the mic can't <laughs> hear you. But uh, fucking yeah! Do you know? Do you know the show Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David. I recognize He's one, the of, name. one of the uh, creators of Seinfeld. He created okay. original Seinfeld with with Jerry Seinfeld, and then he has a show that was on HBO for a number of years called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And Larry David is. Uh, an old comedian, and he's actually the character basis for George Costanza on the Seinfeld show. But uh, the Kirby enthusiasm is just basically he gets himself into a lot of precarious situations, and he's not very tactful, and it's really funny. But he is singing Mr. Clean. God damn it. I'm going to have to pull it up, and then we're going to get pulled off the internet. But he's singing Miss Your Clean in a funny little voice, Monsieur Clean, Monsieur Clean, and then that gets Mr. Clean stuck in my head, and then I have to learn all the words so I can sing it over and over. I'll have to check it out, except for, I don't know how many shows I'm behind on, I have to check out. I'm in the middle of Star Trek Picard now, and I'm very happy with that. Star Trek Picard? Yeah. This, I mean, I guess it's, yeah, it is what it sounds like. Exactly, man. It is, Picard's retired, old, long past uh, the next generation, and Professor X. What's his real name? Uh, Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I know Jean-Luc Picard and, and Professor I know X his name, too, for real, and I just can't Patrick think. Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart, I believe. Yeah. Um, dude, if, if so, A, I grew up watching the original series, Star Trek TOS. Um, and then Hold on. TOS, slow down. The, the original series. Okay. <laughs> and then TNG, The Next Generation. Okay. Um, <laughs> TNG was... Were you uh, the nine... Seven of Nine? No. What, what's the, the Borg? No. What's after Next Generation? Oh, dude, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space DS9. Nine. Are you a fan? Uh, yes, I actually like DS Nine. So DS, God, yeah. so nerdy. You can't even just say Deep Space Nine uh, like a normal person. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. No, I can't. TOS, TNG, dude. Like you know how nerdy somebody is about Star Trek or Star Wars by how they they refer to things. Um, like somebody recently posted a Facebook picture of a bunch of Star Trek dudes in red shirts saying, "Hey, let's go, let's go reopen the world with COVID nineteen. Have you seen that Star Trek posts? No, nope, but I'm gonna find it. Do right you know now. what a red shirt is in Star Trek? In the original series I in can, TOS, I can see them in the red and the yellow. It's an expendable. In TOS, the original series, if somebody show up with a red shirt, they're about to die. They are expendables. They are not real. Now, in TNG and in, in the rest of the canon, that actually changes. They're no longer expendables because they become command, et cetera. They, they use them in more than one place. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, you can tell what level of nerdery some of... I Now, I have to admit, I saw the, the Star Trek nerdery post on a Dungeons & Dragons group, so nerds, nerds live. You can be a cool nerd or not cool nerd. I'm one of the second. <laughs> <laughs> Remember my paintbrushes? They're to the yeah, paint Dungeon say. and Dragon in miniatures. Yeah. Yeah, I have like a four-op brush if you're familiar with brush P- sizes. Particular brush that you couldn't get on Amazon? No, um, f- <laughs> no, no. Um, dude, Amazon. You just needed them like today. 
Yes, because Amazon <laughs> now takes a month to deliver. Yeah, exactly. Remember when Amazon would get you something in a week and it was like super quick? And then it's like, then it was like two days, yeah, one man. day. And now you're like, what happened to the one day? Yeah, dude. It took, it, it took them like, it's taking them, almost everything I'm ordering is going to take a month and it comes within two weeks. I'm like, oh, it came in two weeks. That's so fast. Right. So are you good over there? I can't find the meme that you mentioned, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was gonna pipe in and say I haven't ordered shit on the internet except for my keyboard. Say so a keyboard, yeah, one right? keyboard. That's it. Keyboard like piano. Yeah, like a a nice. seventy dollar electric piano, so yeah. I can learn how to play one song and then throw it in the garbage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool though. Yeah, just that one song hasn't made it to the garbage yet, so <coughs> haven't haven't hasn't learned, learned that song. I yeah, uh, part of what I need to do is find a place to keep a keyboard. I also want to get a new keyboard, and my goal is to get it in the second half of this year, which is almost here now. Mm. So I need to Weird. start. Well, that there. that uh, what was it? The don't tell, don't say the song if you know the song. No, I'm not going to give okay, out your sweet. song. Sweet. Come I thought on, you're about to say that. No, I was going to give out the model of keyboard that I got. Oh, Roger. The thing that the one thing I didn't like about it, it doesn't come with a power source. I <laughs> like the plug into the wall, which is why it was eighty dollars. So you have to charge it. Or it's no, batteried? You, you can put battery. batteries in it, or you can buy the thing that plugs into the wall. <clears throat> and I did both. Oh, I actually happened to have a battery charger that was the same size adapter. So that, that was nice. And then it's really easy. With six AA batteries, you just it, you can move it around anywhere. And it weighs like three pounds. So it's, That's it's, actually it's really pretty easy to stuff it in the closet and then pull it on your desk when you're, when you're done working. How, how like, size? Um, about... <laughs> No, it's <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm good with this. It's, uh, yay. Okay, <laughs> he's holding his hands up. Let's say three and a half, three, 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 three and a half feet. Okay, ish. Yeah. I mean, they have bikes that are like this big that you can actually ride. So I mean, like you could get a keyboard that you could actually play that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, th- and for sure they make them super small. But I actually <laughs> want something that has like <clears throat> I, I'm struggling. That's like natural, yeah. not like. I want a 61 key uh, keyboard or, or larger just to give it more scale because they make a much smaller, like 44 keys, 88, I believe, is a natural piano keyboard. <clears throat> you want like a full five octaves or something? Yeah. And see, that's where earlier you talk about you you could sing a song to the dial tone. Mm-hmm. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> I'm straight tone deaf. So Yamaha <clears throat> PSRF 51 61 key portable keyboard. That's exactly what I have. I played trombone for a year and I didn't play trombone by noise. I could tell you what where the note on the scale was meant the slide position had to be here yep. and I had to have my lips in this position. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what sound I was making. You could tell me play a C. I'd be like, what's a C? Seven. I'm like, okay, I can do a seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was in band and I remember kids would have like tape on their slides to make sure that they hit like the right that yeah. was that, I. I only knew the positions. I didn't have to tape it out. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you're that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, this was high school. Mine was junior high. <laughs> nice. I mean, like, do uh, four is a given. Four is at the bell. Mm-hmm. So one is home. Four is at the bell. Two and three are a quarter of the way between. Yeah. How hard is that? Right. Right. <laughs> and and this, this this is off of a dude. Junior high was 1980 something. Yeah. So band was so much fun though. I enjoyed at, band. Dude, I got to watch. My sister sent me a video. I got to share this. I'll share it with you, Nick. It's a video from Iwakuni, Japan, Marine Corps Air Station in 1989, the year I happened to be living there. So there's a good chance I'm in this video. So <laughs> this this little Japanese town, to see what this Japanese town I grew up in, it's really, it's mind-blowing for to, to see what I gr- where I grew up. Oh, yeah. And like mind-boggling. And as I look at it, I'm like, 
what the where did I grow up? It, yeah, it's like so long ago. Yeah, it really is, man. Nineteen eighty nine is when you were born. Yeah. When I was like a little <laughs> Oh, it's but how much do some of these D Z kids like these eighteen year olds jump and make you feel old? I mean, because majority of them think I'm twenty, so that's kinda cool. Yeah, that that's <laughs> gotta make your life easy. Yeah. Um, we were talking about you, uh, your, your, your poor social media presence Mm -hmm. and Nick and I were joking around about social media. Him and I are actually are doing a little bit of social media work ourselves on the side, Mm -hmm. but I have a horrible personal social media presence. I don't present the, I don't present Gravity Lab Radio nor the Rating Center through social media as well as I could or should, Mm -hmm. but I do a better job with other brands and businesses I work with. It just ends up being something that you have to check on upload that kind of thing oh hey um, <laughs> like where's the camera oh that's where i'm putting my butt <laughs> um you know it just ends up being um a lot of time that i would rather do other things you know yeah so your own personal social media is a challenge right yeah and i mean like this the time that i would be designating for that marketing would be time that I need to work on projects or, you know, go and explore the world, you know, just like there it definitely <coughs> is a balance that I need to um, find. So one of the things I've been trying to do and I've been trying to explore a little bit myself in my own mind and I'm not doing necessarily well at this is for me to get better at the social media game that I'm, uh, I'm working with. I should explore more on my own social media so I can experiment. So I don't experiment with with a customer or a client. Mm-hmm. Where have you started thinking that way yet? Well, I mean, it would be for myself. Like all of the marketing would be for myself. So not necess- I wouldn't have to really worry about clients uh-huh. um, in that regard. Um, but. Yes. I mean, I would want to keep, you know, my reputation being professional and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely something that I need to maybe like put a schedule on it, you know, like every other day, you know, post something or what, you know, what have you like make it so like I'm sticking to a schedule instead of just sporadically just throwing stuff out there. Do you think with your graphic design work, do you think branding and marketing and social media is something clients will eventually ask for? Sure. But I am not a website designer. Um, I can create elements for those things, but I don't know those particular things. And there's a lot to know um, about, you know, like different algorithms on Google or how to make sure that you are the first person whenever they Google this thing or search that thing, you know, SEO. There's just, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to offer because that's not what I'm strong at. What, what about branding is I, so like you can be good at branding without having to worry about SEO and technologies, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Cause really it sounds like your shortcoming is technologies, not design. Mm-hmm. W- is branding something that you consider doing? I really like branding. I like to make the company co- as cohesive and make sure that their clients always know that that's them. And I think that's where I can help a lot of small businesses and that's, actually the kind of mentality of the the um, place I work at, Color Tech, um, they're really into that, you know, making small businesses look like big businesses with cohesive marketing materials, all of their collateral, you know, will match and, and have the same message and, and 
all of that. So I definitely take that away from where I've been working because that's number one. If, if it's cohesive and it follows the same, you know, colors and fonts and just they'll, your clients will immediately know that that's you. How much, oh man, that, that, that's so many questions going to my brain from there. Um, how, so I'm a small business as far as the rating center goes and, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in what you say. And I actually have letterhead. A lot of what people will receive from me is, is done on a company letterhead. I actually have a personal letterhead that's just for my own personal use and I almost never use it. Um, it's all on company stationery. Um, that sounds pretentious. I have my own personal letterhead. I did not choose it. in gold. I, I, well, <laughs> so I asked Option Studios to give me a few different things in branding and, and company stuff. And Adam, of course, goddamn, he's such a fucking king, dude. Adam doesn't give me what I ask for. Adam gives me more than what I ask for. Adam, I need letterhead for the company. Here's letterhead, and here's your own personal letterhead. I'm like, oh, dude, it is kind of, it is like, fun, dude, I have yeah, my own. But letterhead. like, I know because I know Ad, like, I know where, where Adam's <laughs> head is because I'd be like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm gonna keep doing stuff. Oh my god, and I love my own personal letterhead. And I do use it where I can and when I can. Um. But I, I uh, it's just not appropriate for most of the business. It's it's the same letterhead said and done, but it's got a a uh, kind of watermarked faded background of me swooping, and it looks so nice. cool, dude. It's so like bad. just your face. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's like, it's a pretty <laughs> no. good sized detailed photo. It's I'm looking around Mr. the room. Mister P needs his own with his little guy on it. You mm, need your own, maybe. <laughs> Only if I knew somebody who could be good at creating mm. stationery and branding and marketing and stuff. Sounds like it's gonna happen. Uh, There's a print shop right, right up room. north called Color Tech Direct. Yeah, so. As Color Tech Direct goes, you've been doing Elsa Josephine a lot. Yeah, I mean, Elsa Josephine Designs, um, which that is my Instagram. Everyone follow me. Um, it's in the show notes. There. <laughs> nice. Um, that, I mean, you know, I've been doing <laughs> freelance stuff since I graduated or even before. So. If you had an opportunity to say, like, man, I'm sorry, guys, we're not talking about skydiving. I get super interested in, in designers. You guys... Your brain's working away. I can't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love branding, like working with businesses. It just interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, if Elsa Josephine could take off and become more and you just freelance, would you leave Club Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And that's my ultimate goal, you know, and like hopefully, um, you know, Color Tech. I mean, I love them, but if I, they could be one of my clients, like if I could, Perfect. you know, be yeah. freelancing for them. You know, kind of in that remote regard that we were talking about earlier. And there is a balance to cost efficiency to outsourcing certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, if we outsource a graphic designer, then we, we ultimately you get paid more, but the company pays less because they don't have to pay certain uh, um, benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, the overhead is exactly. minimal. Yeah. No office space, no whatever. Mm-hmm. Um what about social media? Where does that fit in in your image and branding and thought processes? Not not for Elsa Josephine, but for <coughs> as a business owner promoting those things. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just not my forte. I really like um, I really like like logos and branding and stuff like that. So like social media just like isn't on my radar. Okay, I don't know. I mean, like, and also just because personally, I like to not be on social media a lot (laughs) i get it i get it nick nick was mocking earlier like he probably really was on a social media i mean if anyone knows like i don't post very much for my own social media yeah unless it's a project that i've done for you know spaceland or 
I fly sometimes, and now the the PD Tip Tuesday thing is the that most dope. <laughs> it was silly. I'll say it was silly. It was. It was I like the end part where you're just like, "This is stupid." That, well, that's because I was filming <laughs> it, was it by so myself. Pretend it's. I'm so bad at being in front of the camera. I really yeah. prefer no, being on the. No, that was a good like comedic side. relief. You know, like everybody loved that. I'm sure. I hope. I hope that people saw that and realized I wasn't being super serious by thinking that I belonged in front of the camera that hey this is stupid and I'm going to embrace it. Yeah. I think you sold that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you sold that. It's when I was our, our first team, we we our team name was Nitwits because we wanted to do a good job and we wanted to get better, but we wanted people to realize we're not taking like ourselves too serious. Yeah. yeah. Like we're not as serious. We don't take ourselves as serious as we look like we do. Mm-hmm. Like we're not pretentious dicks. Yeah. I mean life is short. Have fun, right? Yeah. We're just dicks. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm the same way. I don't, my social media game is weak. I'm not good at it. As a matter of fact, since Nick and I started playing a little social media game, I played a little bit more with my own personal stuff just because it's been fun. Mm-hmm. But there's, gosh, I think four times a day that I will, will hit certain things. I did not know this. I think Nick learned this recently as well, that there is a max to a number of Instagram accounts you can have on one device. Did you, uh, did you know that? How, well, how many is that? Five, know, apparently. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was going to yeah. say how many. Yeah. Gosh, I'm going to have to look. I might be. I might be pushing right up against it. Yeah, because <laughs> I just. Uh, I, mm, you have GLR, your own, two others, and Spaceland. That sounds about right. Then you probably have the max. Yeah. So you can't have another one. Yeah, just that's fine. Can't f- I don't need to spend any more time on Instagram. Man, <laughs> it is. It, it it is a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. So. How, where do you see your future with graphic design and the sport? Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I just want to dive right into it. And if I can, you know, dive, dive right into it. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> um, what, what, would, what would a perfect version of that look like to you? Like if you could pick the stuff that you wanted to do and work on, what, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I mean, Option Studios has given me a wonderful outlet um you know like i just appreciate everything that they throw me optionstudios.com sponsors of the, the gravity lab radio podcast and yes. of the t-shirt that you're wearing yes this is series three they're working on their um their jersey like uh upgrades I, if it wasn't for covid series three would have been done by now yeah i'm sure you're getting oh, the yeah. same messages from adam as i am the same pictures the same blank white fucking taylor shots i mean yeah exactly and that's super exciting and Honestly, whenever we were doing the Max Pyro thing, those jerseys, they just like waved their wand and like it was like magic for those jerseys to be done. Like, I mean, I'm sure they busted their butts because it was just like, whoa, we just got those. I want to read something to you real quick because you, you just sang a little bit of Option Studios praise. For those of you who don't know who she is, I'll define Camille Rupert, which is uh, the office manager, the business manager, to be more specific. She is a vital part of the Option Studios family. Mm-hmm. And and I truly know what you mean to them because Adam has been a longtime friend of mine. Camille uh, was brought in. His whole company's expanded since I've known him and since we've been friends. Mm-hmm. And I talk very intimately with both Camille and Adam about business and actually more frankly with Camille. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camille and I will have very, uh, we've never had conflict or issues. Yeah, she's have, great. Oh man, I, I love it. I love it. Where. Adam, I love him to death. He's an artist, a temperamental, broody artist. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. That's what artists are. (laughs) We're just crazy sometimes. And you just never know what version you get. And and unfortunately, people, be fucking patient. If you have an artist, 
artist block is a real thing. Oh yeah. Um, right now I'm working on something creative for a company and I cannot, like I'm, I'm getting somewhere, I'm making progress, I'm doing things, mm-hmm. but man, the burn is slow. Yeah. Like if I was on the outside looking in, I'd wonder. Well, right. And actually something that I've learned is to kind of get out of your head in order to kind of clear that block. And actually it's like scientifically proven where if you just do something different, just get out and do something totally unrelated your mind will subconsciously start problem solving. And so then once you get back into the studio, you're like, I know exactly what I'm going to do now. I find for creative, I have to, uh, A, that that is definitely for sure a possibility. But what I end up doing is forcing myself to sit down and immerse myself in the process. And in my case, I do uh, uh, sometimes on paper, sometimes in on computer. In this option, I was doing a lot of writing because I had to copy and paste some things in the, the, to different documents. And I just started typing ideas and typing statements. And next thing I know, I had two pages of one-liners, partial paragraphs, full things, but three full solid, like, oh, my God, I have killer, like, written content here. And I walked away. As soon as I got to that solid point, I was like, I'm done. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to spend an hour doing emails, two hours in the morning doing emails, whatever it takes. And I'm going to look at it with that fresh mind and say, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to send a holic tomorrow. I just remembered. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so good dude it's so good god i hate how good it is i hate how you guys keep talking about it and they're closed well <laughs> you should have stopped by on your way here man you're one, the one who drove one by exit it. i dude I, I swear to god i took it home yesterday to sam because she asked me to oh, man. i was there yesterday if you would have said hey man cineholic sounds really good i would have used that as an excuse to get another one and i it would, we'd be eating it right now oh. i mean it'd be long gone by now if i brought it here but yeah. I would do it. I would go full on fat girl. I'll eat two of them. I don't give a shit. I, I, we talked about it last show. I gained the COVID-19 because I've been at home a lot. I've yeah. actually put on a few pounds. Yeah. Um, so I'm eating. Actually, I'm keto right now. I'm pretty locked in. I'm doing really good. I don't measure uh, ketosis like Nick does. Um, I don't know if I'm in ketosis or not. I wouldn't be shocked if I am. You want some pea strips? Um, dude. Like pea protein? Yeah. It uh, measures the presence of ketones in your urine. Yeah, so that, it's a little strip that you piss on and it turns colors. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my carbs down to less than 10 by far. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have more than 10 carbs, I'm going to be upset at myself. Isn't it after, like, 10 or 12 hours, your body naturally goes into ketosis? Well, there's a lot of debate about this. Really? I mean, I don't know if debate's the right word, but different people will say different things about mm-hmm. what it means to be keto-adapted. Mm-hmm. Like, when your body burns through all of the glycogen stores, then you start... When you burn all your sugar, all your stored sugar, you start burning fat. Mm-hmm. And most people, once they've gone without food for, yeah, like 12 hours, and especially when you start fasting at all, get into 24 hours, your body's going to start producing some level of ketones. Mm-hmm. But ketones that you can really feel normal... Like the first time I got my body into ketosis, it took me two weeks to get totally off of carbs and sugar mm-hmm. and not kind of feel like, like flush it not out. feel like shit. Yeah, <clears throat> like uh, that you'll hear it described as the keto flu. Mm-hmm. From, from you know, if you read about it online, you'll hear people. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, because your body gets used to all that sugar, right? Yeah, because we're all yeah. we're all all the time eating foods with carbohydrates, and especially you know the modern American diet is really uh, rich in sugar. Yeah, so it's most people most people's bodies have never really had to flip the switch on that that puts you into ketosis and gets you into burning fat Mm -hmm. and so the you know the first time i got into ketosis i stayed in ketosis for like five straight months and got really used to what it felt like to 
to have, you know, very, very low carbs. And you had a lot of energy, huh? Super steady energy. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there were ever really big spikes of like, oh my God, let's go. (laughs) There was never a sugar rush, but there was also never a crash. It was just like slow, slow burn. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. You'll hear people talk about like the systemic inflammation that comes when you ingest high carbohydrates, especially a lot of sugar Mm -hmm. and the clarity of like it, it's again, this is all stuff that I've read. I don't know that if, if I, if I have experienced it personally, whether it's just placebo or whether I'm actually feeling it, but some people will say they're more flexible when they're in ketosis, like that the inflammation in their body is totally down and they can move better and that there's less brain fog when you're in ketosis because even your brain isn't inflamed. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much I believe of any of that. Mm -hmm. I think I can function pretty well on a, uh, really low carb, really high fat diet that does pretty well for me. Mm -hmm. But depending on what sort of activity I'm doing, uh, sometimes a carbohydrate will make me feel better. Yeah. But again, it's just just like what you guys were talking about before. It's really listening (coughs) to your body, knowing that everybody's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And if you eat well enough and you eat cleanly enough, like I think people who are on a low processed food diet, focused on natural Mm -hmm. foods, focused on, you know, staying away from processed garbage. Yeah. Because even vegans can have processed foods. Oh my God. Oh God. You know, I was vegan for for like 10 years. Have we had this conversation? Yes. I was a fucking junk food vegan. I was real shitty at it. Because I remember when I posted a bunch of things on Instagram, you're like, okay, I'll have the conversation. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun to talk about. But, um, you know, I've been, you know, vegan for a long time. Yeah, I did the carnivore diet for a while. I eat <laughs> a lot of animal protein now. Mm-hmm. And I think when you when you get all the, the all of the shit out of your diet, all the all the processed junk exactly. and all the sugar, you can yeah. you can experiment with small things to make yourself feel as good as you can feel. Exactly. For some people, that means eating an all plant diet. For some people, that means eating an all meat diet. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you got to fi- fi- figure in your own ethics and your own. You know, your, your own budget as to what you have to, to, to spend on food. Exactly. But I think na- kind of like what you said, nat- natural food. And mm-hmm. for me, that means like unprocessed food, stuff that grows out of the ground or stuff that, you know, yeah. that w- was alive exactly. not, not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I felt so amazing after just like being whole food vegan. It was just like, OK, this is what I'm supposed to feel like, you know. I no doubt feel better when. I, I, again, I can't ever say I've been in ketosis because I don't know that, but everything says I have been. Um, I do feel better. I do feel less foggy, better knees, better joints, and, and I suffer from knee joint uh, shoulder issues. Um, but I, the one thing I, I wonder, a couple of things I wonder, Nick, in your conversation is number one, the, 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 God dang it, what did you call it? The, the keto flu, the keto flu? Keto flu, yep. Um, I've had no kickback this time, and I wonder if it's from... Well, I think your body gets used to flipping the switch. Like, okay. just, I mean, your body gets current on how to get into ketosis, right? If it's something that your body hasn't done for, I don't know, how how, how old did you say you are? 39. You're 39 years on this planet. You're... I'm going to mouth hug you. <laughs> your body's never really had to do that, right? You've never spent a considerable amount of time in ketosis because you've always had a high enough level of carbohydrate in your diet that your body just doesn't do that. Your body doesn't have to get used to burning fat because right now, I mean, I always think about it and explain it like evolutionarily, we've always experienced winter, right? Where there's no plant food growing. I mean, when I say always, I mean up until the last, you know, 500 years or so when food is so available and we don't have seasons in the supermarket. We had to find roots and animals. Yeah, right. So if it was, if it was outside, you know, a snow covered winter, you're only getting animal protein. Or roots. Maybe. Yeah. 
I mean, depending on where you are, roots may or may not be available. Oh, right. But um, depending on how, you know, if you think about caloric value, how long does it take to dig through the snow and into the ground and find those roots? How many mm-hmm. calories do you get on that versus hunting an animal? Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the day. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like a really hard animal to catch. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> like, really, or, or those potatoes are really <laughs> fucking far down there in that permafrost. <laughs> but... Um, that your body different times of the year would be used to having no carbohydrate available and have to burn the fat that's on you or burn the fat that you're taking in. And so most modern people have never had that experience where their body gets used to to burning that fat. Mm-hmm. And then just like you train your body to do anything else, you know how I, I don't know if you've played your piano at all, but the first few times your hands try and do a certain pattern, it's really fucking tough. And then you get through it a few times, it starts to feel a bit more fluid and your, you know, your body just gets used to a thing yeah. that you've done before. And my experience of being in ketosis is very much like that, where those first couple of weeks, the first time I did it, were fucking terrible. Yeah. And right now, I could fast for 48 hours and feel almost nothing and know that I'm in ketosis, and, and it's not it's nothing near that first time. Um, it makes sense, because recently I kicked a uh, 24-hour fast off, and I haven't done one in a while. And I remember my first 24-hour fast, and this one, when I got through 24 hours, and I'm like... Did, did I cool. already fast? Like, not even I'm cool. Like, like was that 24 <laughs> hours? Like, this pussy shit, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's My longest this. is three days now. How many ever hours? 72. Right. Is that what three days is? Mm-hmm. I did a, tw- a two-day fast. Yeah. yeah, and I could do that again. Um, but man, right now, and I'm positive I could do more, but... I, I think right now that's my reasonable limit unless I had a motivation or a reason to do more. I don't think I need to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, the The motivation to do three days is just... It, it, almost anything I, I do for health or fitness is just more about my own edification of challenge than it is about my well-being. I don't yeah. fucking care how fat and ugly I am. Well, I mean, like what Nick was saying, um, I mean, like, our bodies are so much more powerful than we think... We are, they are, you yeah. know, we can adapt and, and it's just like, it's back in history where we didn't have food, our bodies were, it's okay to be hungry, you know? And I think when I started doing, um, intermittent fasting, that was like the thing that I kept kind of repeating to myself. It's okay that I'm hungry. <laughs> like you don't have to satisfy yourself. Like in history, like we would go, mm. you know, days without food sometimes, and our body will adapt to that. I uh, I actually don't think it's okay that I'm hungry, so I just drink <laughs> a lot of water. Yeah, yeah. And bubble water, dude, it'll get you. <laughs> it's the spot, man. Bubbly. Um, it, it's and not it's just bubble water, any water. I just drink a lot of water, which then I feel even healthier. And mm-hmm. and I have to wonder, is being in ketosis why I feel better? Is the clarity of mind through ketosis? Is the better joints through ketosis? Or is it because I'm living an overall better lifestyle that I have clarity of mind? Is it overall a better lifestyle? Because when I do, when I am in ketosis, I also am intermittent fasting mm-hmm. uh, guaranteed because that's part of living that healthy uh, betterment. It's probably uh, a combination. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. positive. Like my joints right now are feeling way better. Although whew, my shoulders were blasted last night and God damn that CBD rub, man. It, it yeah. really... I don't do you sleep on your shoulders um, on your side? I, I I do, but I've also learned how to do it and protect my shoulders with mm-hmm. a number of pillows and, pr- and placement. Yeah. Um, I don't do this, you know, raising yeah. my hand. Because uh, I used but to do so that. that's so comfy, right? Oh, <laughs> especially when you're cuddling with somebody, right? right? Yeah. Um, But it, it's, 
I started drinking more water. I started doing this, started doing that. Mm-hmm. And immediately I feel a huge difference. Yeah. We're going to run out of time. And before oh. we run out of time, I have to do this. I, I want to really talk about this because this is a conversation I hate and I respect all at once. Being a lady in the sport, I think it's bullshit. I think cis events are horrible. <laughs> I think this whole like reverse sexism is bullshit. We need to have female only events. And I don't think it's bullshit because it exists. I think it's bullshit that we need them. Not that we need them. We do need them. I think assholes out there are dicks. And because of the way... Assholes are dicks. The way that people treat each other does create the need Mm -hmm. for women to have cis, for women to have these female-specific courses. I I do believe in the need for it. I hate it. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I always love hearing that female perspective because... I'm a little bit in tune with it. Number one, my wife. I'm a little bit in tune with it. Uh, partially, I've had a lot of female jumpers talk to me and say, man, you're just one of, you're obviously very harmless when it comes to, and I'm always like, is that a compliment? Like, uh, you feel comfortable around me? I'm harmless. I'm not a threat to you as a woman. Um, and I think it's because people see my relationship with my wife and they're immediately like, yeah, dude, you're that, he's he's lost right there. Um, so I hear a lot, I have a lot of girls come to me. I've had women confide to me with their reasoning and their logic. Mm-hmm. Um, where is where are you with this viewpoint? Um, good question. Maybe it's because women might be less approachable or something like girls um, are mean. That's the truth. <laughs> bitches be tripping, yo. <laughs> Well, th- th- you say that, but actually, I feel like women are more approached. We joked around with Nicole Black. Well, more approached maybe for a different reason. Okay. You Keep know? talking. So, like, you know, I'm in the sport to learn and to continue my, you know, my skills. But, you know, I mean, like, there are, you know, moments where you're just, like, messing around and you're, you're you know, just hanging out. But most of the time when I'm up at the DZ, like, I want to learn, you know. And so, you know, maybe there's that where it's like the approach maybe is more comfortable with a woman on woman kind of thing because it's like, I don't know. It's, I, I get why there is that kind of um, like segregation, yeah. you know. So first of all, do you feel like there's been a time in the sport where you've been overwhelmed by guys trying to help you? And you're positive it's because you're a girl. Yes and no. Okay. By the way, take no vanity in it. You are a cute girl, but I've seen some ugly bitches get all the attention in the world as well. Well, You are very cute. (laughs) (laughs) You cute, but ugly bitches be special too. Don't tell me I'm wrong, Nick. Tell me you ain't seen some... You're not wrong. Dude, you recently told me of a friend who lost a virginity to some eyebrows. (laughs) I, I can't comment on either side of what you just said. I don't even know uh, what yeah, you just I'll, said. I'll tell you the story after. <laughs> I, that's the best just, reason. This sh- just right there. There's so many words Stop. I didn't understand. That's, God, how long has the camera been pointing at me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't me neither. Know. I'm looking up fasting nonsense. I think I've been on the screen for a long time. Oh, God. Hey. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs> just looking at your pretty Sorry. old face. Sorry. 
It's totally not funny to anyone in the world other than DJ and I right now. I'm sorry to anyone who's listening and totally doesn't get it. It's not your fault. Those eyebrows. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, hey, anyways, as a you young should lady, have two. Let's sit. Let's just say that. <laughs> two eyebrows are good. It's eyebrows, not eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I get the word for real. I get Top a really bad you unibrow. I get it really bad. <laughs> Is that a hat brim or your eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Elsa. It's I need to hear this story. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I can't out anybody. Sorry, everyone listening. But, yeah, do I'll, not get the story. I'll I'll pull up some pictures for you. <laughs> I'll send it to you, Debbie. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm positive. After hey, this, Debbie. <laughs> miss you. I'm positive. It's my sister. After this episode, <laughs> after Debbie listens to it, if I don't send it to her, she's going to be like, yo, I got to know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I need all the inside uh, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Debbie is one of the only people who gets the full inside scoop of the show. She really, she gets them. Nice. Oh, man. Man, my wife would get them, but she she loves Gravity Lab Radio. Do you know why? Because there's two to three guaranteed hours she doesn't have to deal with me every week. Sure. <laughs> That's what she's like. Sure. Oh, DJ's gone. I'm good. I got my personal time. <sighs> so I don't know what were we talking about before eyebrows. Women, women uh, in yeah, general women in get sport. approached very easily. Do oh, you yeah. feel like you were mm-hmm. approached very easily? Yeah, I mean, I'm a really social person, though. I really like. I like friends. <laughs> friends are good. Yeah. In, in in those early approaches, did you sniff out a lot of bullshit that you were like, these guys are telling me things and I just don't trust or believe them? Um, I think, you know, after a couple experiences where I'm like, oh, okay, I need to take, you know, it with a grain of salt for sure. Um, but then also there's the whole like, I'm really serious about this and I need like, you know, I need you to be serious too also. You know, I mean, like it's all good fun, it, but like... You know, I, I want, like, knowledge. I want facts. I want, you know, people to help me if, if they want to help me. But, um, you know, I just don't want to, like, dick around. <laughs> so I have two goals with this question, and you're, and you're really going right down the path I want you to go. So continuing in the same voice, number one, this conversation, I want the fellas out there to understand what perspective you're coming from and what do you expect out of us to approach you properly, respectfully, and with good knowledge to treat you like a skydiver. And then second, um, so you can go, go through all this you want, um, where did you find and what recommendations would you give other ladies getting in the sport to find good resources? Well, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I can't speak for every lady, you know, because to each their own. Um, but I've always been a very um, sporty kind of person. Um I've always been in sports. I really like sports. I'm very competitive. You were into Sporty Spice, um, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. You know, when I dressed up like Spice Girls, I was always Sporty Spice. <laughs> um, <laughs> hit that nail on the head. Um, I'd hit that. Right. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's all like, I guess, you know, we all have fun, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think that more so guys kind of get down to the point, you know, where like there might be kind of some beating around the bush before we're like, okay, like let's go tracking or whatever, you know. It's like the skill is, you know, I want to learn skills. Like that's the bottom line. Like I want to keep learning. 
and do you feel like anybody was giving you and, and most particularly fellas giving you and just feeding you advice when you didn't want need or the advice was confusing what you were already learning? Um, no, I mean, like I'm a why person. I always want to know the why I want more information than less information. So like I will just absorb everything and, you know, try to try to figure it out. I think you're a little bit of a unique perspective with all these questions. And part of it is, is in my experience with you, you seem assertive in a very quiet way. You know, like when I think assertive personality, sometimes it can be brash, it can be bold, it can be blunt, but assertive sometimes just means I will speak up and, and insert myself as I need to. And you're very quick to speak up. You're not quiet. You're not soft-spoken. You're not going to hold your tongue. You're also not rude. You're very polite. But I do see, and, and I've heard from a lot of young ladies who Nicole Black was that perfect example uh, of 12 dudes trying to give her advice to pack when she's like, yo, man, can you guys all just give me the same advice over and over again instead of 12 different ways and I can't learn one of them now? Yeah. And uh, I actually watched Nicole for a weekend get given advice how to pack. And at the end of a day when I knew she had nothing left to do, she wasn't trying to make a call, I saw her struggling with the part. I'm like, hey, I've seen you struggling. I know you've got a lot of advice today. Do you mind if I give you a tip for this part? And her immediate answer was, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> when she said thank you, I thought she meant thank you. Yeah. Like for, for offering. Yeah. And then she immediately said, thank you for asking. Right. Because it's she, not like, here, you should do this. Yeah. And, and that really is something that I think we need to be careful of for all new jumpers, not female, not male, it is know what they're learning. You, your way might work better for you. And in the long run, it might work better for a newer jumper. But until they learn a way, like you can't show them 12 different ways. You've got to let them work on a way. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain ways people will teach somebody to pack that I don't agree with being the best way to pack. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think everybody's like me, thank God. And I've actually taught somebody to pack in a way that I don't like. Um, for me, I, there's nothing wrong with that way to pack. It's just, to me, it's just stupid. Like, yeah. why do you pack that way? You're dumb. <clears throat> and that's something I had to get used to too, that there isn't like, because in a lot of sports there is like, this is the way you do it, you know? And I feel like there's a lot of like, um, opportunities for, um, what's the word? Um, invention. That's not the right word, but like evolution, evolution, like especially what I learned in Max Pyro, like there was a lot of things that like just haven't been done that way before. And so th there's just like a lot of opportunities, you know? And so like, that was something I had to get used to. It's like, Oh, there isn't just one way to pack, you know? And so it's just different. Ultimately, almost every skydiver I know has taken the culmination of how many ever people taught them to pack and came up with their own version. I use this from Joe, this from Frank, this from Henry, this from whoever, and now I have my own evolution of packing. Mm -hmm. And and really the same could be true of a lot of what we do. And and I partially disagree with you. I played a lot of sports growing up as well. And all these there is a way to do things is not 100% true. Uh, Fernando Venezuela, Valenzuela was a Venezuelan uh, baseball player. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a sidearm pitcher, which was very unorthodox. It still is. Uh, there, there are people do things in ways that are weird that... Nick, are you sneezing or dabbing? I was about to We're sneeze. <laughs> no, the I'm I'm a really photosensitive sneezer. Like the light will make me sneeze. So if I can like really guard my eyeballs from the light, my sneeze usually goes away. Nice. Have you ever heard my sneeze attacks? 
I've been attacked by your sneezes, if that's what you're asking. Oh my gosh. When when they I beat oh me geez, into submission. Don't talk about sneeze attacks on in COVID. I know Jeez. that's that's honestly I have allergies and if I look like if I go outside and I look at the sun, I will sneeze. That's crazy. And it has and nothing. then everyone will disperse. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but COVID's a cough, not a sneeze. Do we know that for but sure? But it's still germs we don't flying know. out of your face. We don't know. Man, you should have been covering that stuff a long time ago. <laughs> I was in Bed Bath & Beyond before COVID really shut us all down. And I was in the bathroom washing my hands after I went to the bathroom because that's what a civilized human being does. And this fella in there standing there, like me and another fella get done around the same time, start washing our hands. And this third fella walks up, starts washing. The other, oh, yo, man, start washing my hands since all this stuff, man. You got to wash. You got to be washing your hands and starts giving us speeches about <laughs> washing our hands. And me and the other fella look at this each other. This guy doesn't usually wash his hands. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? And I'm so happy because the other dude walked out of the room and said, you should always wash your hands. And just walk, like, he, he, he just very like. You should always wash your hands and just walked out. Like I was like, yes. The dude went from there. He he looked at him. Just like yeah. He looked back at me. He goes, "Where'd you get that watch band?" <laughs> I'm serious. Straight up, that was his response. Where'd you get that watch band? I'm like, uh, I don't know. He's like, what it's an Apple Watch. Yeah. I'm like, right dude, now? you go, just wash your hands, buddy. <laughs> you remember Donnie, right? Donnie, sawed off little motherfucker. Yeah, tiny little Donnie. Who made me look like a tall person. Donnie was a tandem instructor at Spaceland when I showed up and for a few years after. And Donnie was in the... I was coming into the bathroom. Donnie was just walking out of the bathroom. And another gentleman, this really tall fella, who was far bigger than either one of us, was had just finished using the bathroom and was about to walk out without washing his hands. And Donnie's yes. got... How would you describe Donnie's accent? Where was he from? It's kind of, I mean, he's got a southern accent oh. of some yeah, yeah, sort. Yeah. But it's... Uh, it's kind of like he is a Texas boy. He, he's he got a Texas accent with a New Jersey heart. Like, yeah. I, I just... A lot, lot of energy in this fella. Yeah. But uh, this guy's about to walk out of the bathroom. He says, hey, man, you better get back here and wash them dick beaters before you walk out. <laughs> and that's a... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, the guy sure did. Stopped him right in his tracks. And he, He's going to remember He that. washed those dick beaters before he <laughs> left the bathroom. I actually... Uh, Donnie and Eric Boyd used to use the word dick beaters a lot about your hands. <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> Dude, I, I play a lot of video games where you have just hands and no guns. And I'm like, oh, I got my dick beaters. <laughs> and I, I stole that from those fellas. Like, what guns you got? I'm like, dick beaters. Like, what's a dick beater? Like, your hands, bro. Bro, your hands. All I got is fist. But man, maybe it really is the time to start reminding each other of, hey, there's some some basic hygiene that might make us all a little bit safer. In this, Where do you in sneeze? This, mm-hmm. In this world. Where do you sneeze, Elsa? Elbow is what she's indicating. Yeah. Right now, I you're not wearing... Say elbow crotch? I don't know. That's what I would <laughs> call it. You would say elbow crotch? I call it the crotch of my elbow. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like I that. I had to think yeah. about it for a really I, long time. It. I'm like, what is that? So you're not wearing sleeves right now. You're wearing short sleeves. Mm-hmm. Would you still sneeze there? Mm-hmm. So I, I sneeze in my armpit when I'm not wearing... When I'm wearing long sleeves, I sneeze into my elbow. Oh, <laughs> because it has to like attach to fabric or something? Um, yeah, otherwise it's all over my skin running down. It leaves much of a gap. Mm-hmm. So then when I can't sneeze, I will sneeze in my, in my armpit. Sure, okay. Um, what about in your shirt? Like right through. There are people who will. Who, who, you, you oh, I've seen people like that. Have you been seeing people like blow their nose <clears> on <throat> the inside Jesus. of it? I know it's so yeah. gross. Yeah, part of it is is when I sneeze, I, I get fucking wrecked, dude. Yeah. It, it crushes me. I, I I'm allergic to dust. I know this sounds stupid, but dust is a real allergy. <laughs> um, and that lamp that came in there. Um, I I, I I told you last week I got banned into here for playing playing video games in here because of Big Dick Roy. Yep. <laughs> 
And so I had to bring. Did a, you tell that story on the show? I don't think I'm I. I'm gonna tell a really quick version. Can I tell it. a story? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling your story, but I like it. <laughs> I'll help you out. His lovely wife Val is on a conference call for work, and she works a very professional job. Does she not for the city of Pearland? Yes. Okay. DJ is in the next room playing video games. Just yelling. Well, uh, I don't know if you know who Roy Wimmer is. He's... Uh, big Dick Roy! Meteor! He's got a really big dick. Okay. Uh, based on some... I haven't seen it. Based on some stories we've heard, he's earned the name Big Dick Roy. At this point, multiple witnesses. And so that's what you're yelling. So there's <laughs> DJ's gaming, and one of the people he's gaming with is named Roy. And so when you hear Roy and you've got a friend named Big Dick Roy, it just kind of sometimes makes you shout sure. Big Dick Roy. And if you're a loud husband and you maybe you're not aware that your wife is on a conference call on uh, speaker, then you're shouting Big Dick Roy in the house. And then the people on the other end of the conference call say, hey, whoever that is shouting, we can hear them. <laughs> and then your wife throws things at you if you're DJ. <laughs> exactly, man. Did so, I get it right? <laughs> dude, crushed it. Some dude on our team named Roy who wasn't, we couldn't hear us. Somebody was uh, asking about Roy. No, he was random to our team, and we didn't have him on comms oh. on mic. And so I was like, "Yo, was that Dick Roy?" And they're like, "That Dick Roy." I'm like, "Yeah, it was Big Dick Roy." And I'm like, "Big Dick Roy, what the fuck?" And then I tell them the Big Dick Roy story, and I'm at this point being very knowledge, very thoughtful of my voice. My levels aren't getting loud. I'm wearing headsets, so I don't know how loud I'm getting. I didn't know Val was on a conference call at this point. There's a big Dick Roy story. And so then I'm like, yeah, no, he was like, I've actually had a friend sing us a song, Big Dick Roy. And I I throw that out, which Anna Moxon's did. We still haven't released her episode. And and at that point, I hear something go like crashing across the floor. And he has a little plastic foldable iPhone stands where you unfold them and you can like stand oh i just i saw that yeah there's one of those between val and i on the floor broken and i look at her i'm like you need you need that you need that (laughs) she's like and she gives me like a like a very firm yes like yes i'm like oh whoa well what the fuck happened like i'm i'm like whatever so i grab it i give it to her i'm like here you go when i get her she goes jay can hear you (laughs) and i'm like Oh shit! Yeah. And apparently, her boss was said just that. Like, uh, whoever that is in the background, let them know we can hear them. Yeah. And and they're using some chat. Working that, from home, you know, this yeah. is like this whole new thing. We're we're positive they know it was me because whatever device they were using on, you know, focus on speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're we're positive Val's face was on the screen when I was yelling <laughs> "Big Dick Roy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like whatever noise is coming from whatever camera. Nick, what are you looking at? I'm just closing all the tabs I've opened during during this uh, episode. I forget where we get with Big Dick Roy. Um, Bigger. Bigger. I lived with a gamer for a couple years, and so I totally get that. (laughs) Yeah. This, uh, oh, dude. So I was dusting, because I got got banished to this room for, like, since COVID-19. Yeah, like, stuffing a towel underneath the door and stuff. Yeah. I actually, at this <laughs> point, I have to close the door. When I was doing creative shit today, I had to close the door because she was on conference calls and I can't, th- like, like I don't understand at the drop zone. Uh, there, How many people are in Big Steve's office? Steve, Kate, Christy, often, Steven, Tim. There can be four, five, six people in that office at any given time. I cannot work in that environment. I mean, what about like the video editing room? That's even smaller. I don't know how you do it. I don't know it's how usually, you... usually. Well, it depends. it depends. Right now on, it's gold. Depends on what I'm working on. Like sometimes 
I'll say something really rude and kick everyone out. Like, let's say I'm working on something that has a lot of interview content Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get those perfect words and I'm building this emotional moment and people are shouting and, you know, saying whatever they're saying. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, like, hey, can you guys shut the fuck up and get out of here? Because I'm I'm working on this thing. Yeah. And then sometimes if I'm working on something like a little bit of chatter might help to move me along and it might even help to break my concentration up and keep me from... Like getting too into it. Yeah, but you know what it's like to be in the zone creatively of like something is like it's just working right in front of your eyes and you're hardly having to think about it. It's just flowing. Right. Sometimes when I find that spot and then there are too many people, I'll have to kick everybody out. Yeah. You throw a foldable uh, iPhone stand <laughs> Yeah, at they them. can hear you. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, it's a pretty good balance for me in, in a video room. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about social distancing? Is that where you were going with that or just people distracting you while you work? Yeah, just like this new kind of reality we're in where we have to be working closer. No, it's just the whole, I get allergic to dust. I had to dust off that shade because I brought that lamp in here from out of storage. All we are is dust in the wind. It just Mm. sneezed my ass off. Maybe even shadows and dust if we're watching the movie Gladiator. Mm. Are you a fan of the movie Gladiator? Wise words. I've not seen it. You haven't seen Gladiator? Are you (laughs) shitting me? Have you seen the movie Gladiator? He probably has, yeah. But a long time ago. No, I I don't remember that. God, it's so great. No. Shadows and dust? And he gets stabbed to death? I'm really Spoiler alert, good he dies at, <laughs> at the end. I'm really good at not watching like really popular big name movies or things that like I'm supposed to watch. Like yeah. uh example right now you must watch Oh, I didn't the watch Lion Tiger King. King. That's yeah, it. I didn't watch Tiger that. King. Yeah. Like everybody I'm game they're nonstop uh I can never financially recover from this. What That's killed like one her? Of the lines. What's her name? Barbara Robert Hoskins killed. Yeah. Her I don't remember her name, but yeah, some some yeah. lady in the show. People are nonstop quoting that in gaming chats I'm in, and I'm like, I, I have no clue. You're not, and they're trying to talk me into watching. I'm like, I have zero interest. Yeah, and one of my friends always says that I can't financially recover from this, and now I know what it's from. Oh, that you were saying that not because oh, I get that's it. from Tiger King, but I've never watched it. Yeah. You just keep saying it, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Gladiator is entertaining. You'd like it. Dude, <laughs> you Gladiator it. is an iconic fucking movie. It's great. We we watched Tiger King. Sam's sister and her boyfriend stayed with us right when uh, quarantine started, right when the shutdown started, because it was Sam's birthday. Sam's birthday so is the 19th. did they like have to, they quarantined with you yeah, for they, a bit? Yeah, they were staying at our nice. house. And so uh, it was kind vacay. of the, the whim of uh, what they wanted to watch. Sure. And they picked Tiger King. And a lot of people have picked Tiger <laughs> King. Kind of who was. I didn't see all of it. They watched all of it. I I got what I got from it. But man, there's some crazy shit that happened on yeah. that show for sure. It was entertaining. Apparently he got like let, he, he was arrested or something and now he's out. Oh, I didn't know he was out. I don't think he's out. He's not? Okay. I don't think so. I just re- like, I remember hearing something like that and I'm just like, of course. I mean, like, I don't. I don't think he's out. There's some crazy shit happening. So I'm like, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Man, it is the the bane of our existence. One of the worst things in the show that I, that I say regularly. It's already been two hours. <laughs> it's always hard for me to believe. Um, I'll tell you this: you, you were a breath of fresh air. It's sometimes doing this show has been a blast. But as Nick said, sometimes you come in and it's just like I'm just doing another show. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing another show. I don't mind it. I like it. I enjoy it. But sometimes I feel like I have to work for them a little bit or think about it. Where this one, it's just we didn't get nowhere near. I like I, I have to create lists now. If I don't create lists, I won't. I'll lose myself too much. Yeah. And I never obviously. Well, I knew we were gonna squirrel. Oh, you you know me. I knew that. Yeah, yeah for sure. And that's yeah. why I had like, you know, I had um like good vibes about it, but I didn't have um like 
expectations like oh they're gonna ask me about this and i need yeah. like some content to like be prepared yeah. i wanted to dwell a little bit more on the new jumper thought process to help expand that new jumper mindset but we just <coughs> didn't get to it and i'm sorry guys yeah uh, i'm a fucking shiny squirrel what are you laughing at i Nick? am laughing at an article i just found <coughs> it says joe exotic is being released and wants to open a zoo in the uk i don't i still don't know if this is true or not god fucking cookie settings jesus but you Everywhere. know, you can't, you know, believe everything that you see online. Right? I don't think he's 22 years in prison. How long is he in prison? I don't think he's getting out. I think yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah, that's like, I probably just like read What's a, he in a prison headline for? or something. God, everything? I don't know. For, yeah, like murder? I don't Let's know. See. I've Wildlife never watched it. <laughs> park owner Joe Exotic sentenced to 22 years in prison and plot to kill animal rights activists. So plotting to kill that lady, Carol, whatever the fuck. Baskins. A former wildlife park owner known as Joe Exotic was sentenced Wednesday. Blah, 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 blah. Joe Man- Maldon- Maldonado. Joseph Sounds. Maldonado Passage was found guilty in April of attempting to hire someone to murder Carol Baskin, a prominent animal rights activist, according to the U.S. District Court for the Western District Court of Oklahoma. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to kill a lady. I don't think he's getting out. I hope he's not getting out. Yeah. I uh, Maybe one day I'll watch it. I, I Back to... I'm too far behind on it's other in, things. It's insane, but it's entertaining. Yeah. I have better things to do. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, right know, now, not You don't really. know that shit for sure. <laughs> not really. Well, man, I am so sorry once again that we don't get to all the things we want to get to. Elsa, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, this was fun. We'll turn into a pumpkin if we don't cut out too soon. So as we get wrapping up, any last things you want to share, talk about things you want to tell new jumpers, people, things you want to tell potential clients? Hmm. Life is short. Do things that maybe scare you and live life. There was a song by a guy named Boz Lerman, 1994, Sunscreen, to the class of 1994. If I can I give you one that. advice, just yeah, wear sunscreen. The yeah. rest of my, my mirror or my ramblings are nothing yes, but... Yes, that was good. Yeah. Um, what is that from? It was like a graduation. It's from a movie. It's from a movie. And they use a graduation. A graduation and there's a, then there's like a song filled with a lot of like good advice. Spoken <laughs> word, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's absolutely crusher. I, I had the album. It's just my age, and, yeah. and, and I fully I feel good. Oh, for sure. Shut it here. Every day, do one thing that scares you. Uh, dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is that. So every day, wear sunscreen. Advice for life. Wear sunscreen. Yeah. Um, we God, can't, Why do you have Bing on this web browser? Do you know how... Ladies and gentlemen... Yes. We okay, cannot I can't yeah, play it. Classic. Yeah. Um, I don't... Be, because I faux pod on my desk and I had to reset everything that was Microsoft based and Microsoft Edge reset to Bing, although it should be Google. It should be. Yeah. No, dude, I, I almost literally half my computer resources. I, I, I thought I deleted half my hard drive. Oh, my, that's scary. Not <laughs> content because content's on the cloud. Programs, software, Windows. Yeah, like I legit hid half the hard drive from itself Nothing was working. Programs wouldn't launch. Icons wouldn't show up properly. I'm like, that's I fucked up. And I'm really computer savvy. So I was like, hold on a second. That mouse that Nick is using is having some intermittent issues where it was. It's intermittent fasting. It was. (laughs) It's it's intermittent slowing. (laughs) I'll click on the button to drag something. And when I start dragging, it'll start clicking and unclicking, clicking, unclicking. And whatever menus it pops up, it does three or four commands without me realizing. I'm like, what just happened to all my files? Oh, no. And it did it while I was in a resource file. <clears throat> and it fucking crushed my computer. 
That's so scary. So I had to reset a couple Ladies things to fix it. Baz Luhrmann, everybody's free to wear sunscreen. I found yes. It. Fucking listen to the song, play it, check it out. Honestly, man, if I wasn't worried about copyright stuff and bullshit, I would yeah. play it. I'm going to copy a link in the notes. Sorry about the audio. Yeah. It is so <laughs> worth That's such a classic. To. I'm really glad that that came up. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> wear sunscreen, guys and gals. Mr. P, while we're wrapping up, while we're getting going, anything you want to share, anything you want to talk about? I like that I can just push a button and start that music. Dude, guys and gals, Gravity Lab Radio, we are back. We are almost in full swing. Next week, we uh, might be taking the week off. Not 100% sure. We have a friend who might come in town. Uh, either way, we will have a show, whether it is from the Deland Road Show, whether it is live, whether it is up to date. We will be back very soon. Mr. G, Justin Grubbs, will be back with us. Nick and I will be back on the couch. We don't know when. We don't know how. But the shows will keep rolling. Guys and gals, we are the fuck out of here. COVID, go home. We've been talking through the outro music, which I like. Fuck COVID-19. I, yeah, yeah, it's go home. pretty much bullshit. <laughs> it ain't real. <laughs> I think it's real. The earth is flat. That The earth is definitely flat. Dude, did you see LB Altimeters posted the Earth as a bowl on their stories recently? Earth as a bowl? Not <laughs> yes. Flat. Somebody good. had a, a, a 360, 360 cam, cam and it looked like a bowl. Too, yeah. yeah, so the Earth is a bowl. That's optimistic. I like that. Uh, whoever posted it's an idiot. <laughs> Peace! <laughs>